now, introducing a real bat out of hell who would do anything for love, but he won't do that. He had to start Glenn Clark Radio after a certain club with only one rule fell by the wayside after a bunch of buildings exploded. Though it's cold and lonely in the deep dark night, he can see paradise by the dashboard light. He is Glenn Clark. Yeah, safe home to Meatloaf and his uh, bitch tits, as uh, you remember, of course, from uh, Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club, obviously, but, you know, he, he said it. I didn't say it. He said it. That's I didn't. I'm not. I would never use that term for anyone, but he said it. So I get to it's the way that it works. Everyone knows that. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. That's Paul. Lil Jordan's here on a Friday as well as we get ready for the uh, the first weekend or not the first weekend, the divisional round weekend of the NFL playoffs. Uh, coming up on the program, we're going to check in with an old friend. Pat Spencer is going to join us. Of course, Pat, uh, you remember as one of the greatest lacrosse players in the history of the sport. And uh, he, all of a sudden, a few weeks back, was inserted into the lineup for the Capital City Go-Go, the G League team for the Wizards, and he's been killing it, averaging double-digit scoring. He's looked like a monster, man. So um, I'm excited about it because that – perhaps gets him on the radar for making the NBA, which is the dream, right? Like, that's the reason why Pat decided to pursue basketball instead of going and playing in um, the PLL, and he's playing like a guy that could have that opportunity. I mean, it's, look, it's still a small sample size, and, you know, I, I don't I don't know all the inner workings of the Wizards and their decision-making, believe it or not. I've not much paid much attention. I never will. Hang on, I'll talk about something in one second. Um, but I'm excited for Pat because Pat is someone that could have had anything he wanted playing professional lacrosse. He would have immediately walked into that league and been a singular superstar, would have been the focal point of that league. And he'll always have that option. If at some point he chooses to do that, the moment he decides he's playing lacrosse again, he'll be the superstar of superstars. This is the dream that he had. This is what he wanted to do. And God bless someone pursuing their dreams, um, and and he's playing really well. And and still, people get very surprised when they see a six three white kid who can dunk the ball. Like, I, and I'm, I joke with him. I'll, I'll put peel the curtain back. We had to pre-record it because of uh, his schedule with the go go. And I was joking with him about how like I will I'll start getting tagged in tweets, and it's people tweeting about a Pat Spencer dunk, and I'll be like, wow, what do you do like a reverse windmill or something? And it's just a very routine dunk. And I realize people are just stunned that a 6'3 white guy can dunk the ball. Like, that's all it is. They're like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. Like, it's not – you're not supposed to be able to dunk the ball. He also hit a shot from the logo the other day. I love Pat. That's uh, it's very cool. He's literally the most exciting player I ever see, uh, saw play lacrosse. And I'm very excited about what he's doing now in his basketball career. I imagine playing in the M- <clears throat> playing in the NBA is a bit more lucrative than playing professional lacrosse. Well, yeah, it, you say that and that's not but it's not easy to get there. Like yeah. y- y- it's not particularly lucrative playing for the Capital City Gogo. It's not particularly lucrative. He was in Europe the you know the previous year. Mm-hmm. Like you can do well, you can certainly make a good living, but you know, that's not that all that different than making a living playing professional lacrosse. Like he could probably play in both the PLL and the NLL and make a decent living doing that and he'd be fine and whatnot, yeah. yeah he'd be he'd be doing quite well for himself it's specifically getting to the nba and staying in the nba uh, a guy 
I, I think we're still trying to work on uh, talking to Trevlin Queen, who's from Glen Burnie, and, and, and got caught up for like six games because everybody was getting COVID recently. He's not wealthy. <laughs> like, that doesn't get yeah. you wealthy, is just making it into the NBA. You've got to be there and get a real. Con- like, Pat Connaughton is now re- wealthy. Pat Connaughton, who everybody knows once upon a time, was a pitcher in the Orioles system and decided to pursue basketball and a lot of people were like yeah i think you're probably better off staying in baseball well that proved to be wrong he has he has stayed enough on the radar now he's an nba champion um but he stayed enough on the radar to get actual contracts and make a lot of money like if i had to guess pat Connaughton. His career earnings are in like the thirty million dollar range, but we'll find out here in a second. I feel like he's probably a ten million dollar a year player. Uh, if you're a rotational player in the NBA at this point, you're basically a ten million. Uh, not quite. He threw it, signed a three year, sixteen million dollar deal. Oh, okay. So still, 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 a three year, sixteen million dollar deal ain't too bad. And no, he's not a thirty million dollar uh, guy. His last deal, he made on his first two contracts, he made a total of six million bucks. So. This will put him, when he gets through this next season, he'll be at $22 million for his career. Ain't shabby, right? As as a minimal rotation player, Pat Connaughton with the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Like, you make $22 million before you turn 30, you done damn well for yourself. Pat Spencer's not likely. I, again, I say not likely. I don't know that, right? Like, God knows. He breaks through. He gets the opportunity. Who knows? But he's not likely. One, he's not as big as Pat Connaughton. Mm-hmm. It helps that Pat Connaughton had something significant going for him in deciding to play basketball, which was he had basketball size. He was a bigger dude who happened to also be a pitcher in baseball, right? Like, not quite Randy Johnson, but what is he, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, somewhere in that neighborhood? Uh, they list him at 6'5". I'm a little bit surprised by that. I think he's more like 6'6". Six, six. He has closer to basketball height. And somebody would say, well, that's only the difference of a couple of inches. In basketball, that matters. Mm-hmm. In basketball, you're now talking about defending guards. Guards are – Kevin Durant's more of a guard, and he's seven feet tall, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very difficult to be able to guard – consistently at 6-3. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, Steph Curry still exists, right? Like, it's not as if there aren't undersized guards that still play in the NBA or that point guards as a whole have all gotten to the size of, of Kevin Durant. Like, we're not quite there. Pat Spencer, it's he absolutely has a chance, and that's why I'm excited about it. But it's going to be tough for him just because of size alone. Like, it's just going to be tough for him to stay. Pursuing it, to me, it's not really about practically thinking that he's going to get generational generational wealth out of it mm-hmm. it's really about a dream yeah. it's really about i have dreamed of being an nba player i want to to do everything in my power to exercise that chance until the point at which it's gone until i realize it ain't either it does or it it's not going to happen and he's, when that's the case if he wants to play lacrosse again he can go play lacrosse again it's pretty cool though that he's good enough to play in the G League, like it's, it's amazing. His dream and it's and, a, and he can. It's amazing. He, he was good to enough. To, yes, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, did he, we get? Go ahead. Even with his size, I mean, I don't, I follow basketball. I don't know yes. how, so Darius Garland, who's having a career uh-huh. year at a point guard, he's six one. Well, it's and, it's, and it's not as if they don't exist, yeah. right? They yeah. do still exist. A hundred percent. They still exist. You still have the chance. It's just not as easy for players yeah. that are yeah. that size. 
in order to crack through. And he only played one year of college basketball because he had this, you know, storied uh, college lacrosse career. And, you know, got, he played in the Big Ten, and he proved people wrong that year in the Big Ten that didn't think he could be an impact player. He was a hell of an impact player during his season at Northwestern. So uh, we'll talk to Pat. It's good to catch up with him. He's really looked good over the last six or so games that he's played for the Go-Go. In a few minutes, our buddy Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I'm about to say Bruce Springsteen. Ah, what That'd a big, cool. what, a, what a get that would be. Oh, my God. Bruce Cunningham is going to join us. He was named this week uh, Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. Um, we're happy for him. Uh, Jeff Zrebeck was named Maryland Sports Writer of the Year, which is, I mean, they might as well rename the award. As long as Jeff's working locally, he should probably win it every year. No offense to any of our other friends that are writers in this area, but, you know, Jeff's better. Uh, I, I love you. I love you. You're, it's a high standard that we're talking about. Um, but this is the first time Bruce has been named. Bruce, back when years upon years upon years ago when he was in Alabama, had been named Sportscaster of the Year in Alabama. But we got to go back to before Channel 45 ever existed to remember uh, when Bruce was down there. So this is his first time being named Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. And Bruce uh, has never actually appeared on this show. And there are some legendary Bruce stories over the The funny thing, Bruce and I are friends. It's a very funny thing. But if you've heard some of the stories that Drew and I have told over the years, there have been moments. There have been moments with Bruce over the years. And then he was on a different radio station for a little while. It's just a whole – I think he's still over on uh, – I think he still does weekends on, uh, on the fan. Yeah, he was filling in for Haney a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, and then he got – it would be all weird. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to go on with him. Like, Bruce, what are you, afraid of your shadow? <laughs> Come on, bud. <laughs> I love Bruce. I do love Bruce. Uh, I really do. I genuinely love Bruce. His daughter and I were friends growing up, um, and uh, I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for him. I know uh, it's a neat moment for him being named Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. So we'll talk to him in a minute. Um, I, I'm just going to take a minute here. The th- We didn't talk about it yesterday because, I, I, you know, you're, you, you care. Little Jordan cares about the NBA, but you're – are you a Wizards fan or are you a Celtics fan? Remind you're a Ce- you're Celtics, a Celtics yeah. fan. That's so weird. Yeah. God, that's weird. Why do I like you? I don't yeah. understand. We shouldn't have re-upped your contract. If I'm being honest, I, I, I imagine that he was just a small child when the Celtics won the NBA championship, and maybe that's was, was the was Garnett, his, the Pierce, yeah. the Ray Allen yeah. team, and, and, and well, that's probably what got. So him. you're just a no, front so, runner. No, no, you're just no. a front runner. You, you, no. the two of you should go like uh, spend a weekend together, <laughs> go get a condo in Ocean City, and like hang out and root for your front running team. I don't know if I can handle that much talking for a week. <laughs> oh, what the hell with the front running, man? No. So in, in, in my defense, I've I've only recently been getting into NBA and my girlfriend from Boston, she she always moans and complains and she's like, Oh, you don't root for the same teams as me and I was like, Well yeah, I'm not going to root for the Red Sox or the Patriots. It's never <sighs> going to happen. And she was like so the Celtics yeah. and I was like, uh, I, "How I, old are you? I, I how old he are would you do anything how old for love." I, oh God. I, yeah. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 21. <sighs> you got the perfect mic color. God, there you go. I got, I got things I want to say, but I'm not going to say them. <laughs> God, God. The moral of the story. Hang on. I, I guess I should do a sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota Rav4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. So I'm not a Wizards fan in any way. Never have been, never will be. And it's not, no disrespect to that. I don't, once upon a time, uh, and I've talked about this ad ad nauseum, once upon a time, I 
I hated all the Washington teams. I that's dissipated, right? And it was more a projection of how much I I hated the 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 Washington football fellers and uh, their former team name, and and how when I was growing up before the Ravens existed, they were it was forced upon me. You're supposed to be a Washington fan, and I had all this this hate that was built up for me about Washington because it. I've let go of that. I've let go of it. I don't care. If you are a Capitals or a Wizards fan, I don't understand it. I just don't. I'll never understand someone in Baltimore feeling an association with a a with the team that says Washington. And, and inevitably, someone comes back to me and says, "You know, College Park ain't that far from Washington." It don't say Washington on their sweaters. It says Maryland. It has the Maryland state flag. This ain't hard. Like you're trying so very hard to to act like Drew Forrester and think that you're very smart, but at the very bare minimum, it's not difficult to figure out why someone here would be invested in the University of Maryland and the state flag that we all wear on our underpants at all times and not be invested in something that says Washington on it. As I've made the point before, if they still played in Landover and they called themselves the Maryland Capitals, I might have some sort of connection to it. Probably. I don't have a connection to the Washington Capitals. That's me. If you do, that's you. I don't I've I've, I've tried coming to some peace with this over the years. I don't pretending the, the other thing that I have to do. The people that like the Capitals or more the Capitals than the Wizards because there really is next to no Wizards fans in this area. Um because there's not that many in Washington either. Um but like with the Capitals having been good for a little while, they've built up a huge fan base in Washington and a small, a very small fan base in Baltimore. But it's a very loud small fan base in Baltimore. Like the people that like the Capitals in Baltimore are convinced that everyone in Baltimore likes the Capitals, and it's an incredibly small number of people that are actually invested in the Capitals. Um, and 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 you can't in doing Baltimore sports media, we can't do any Capitals coverage. It, we would we would lose all audience there's 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 six of you you know what i mean like it's not I'm, I'm i'm being ridiculous for the sake of being ridiculous but it's a very small group if that's what you're into that's what you're into i i will never get it i don't understand an association with another city i don't i don't get it i moved to phoenix i lived in phoenix i felt it when i was in phoenix night in night out I lived the Suns and the Coyotes mattering when I was there. So I became fans of those teams because I lived there. And if you lived in D.C., if you came from D.C., I could understand that association. But being in Baltimore your entire life, I'll never, I'll never get that. I'll never in my life. I know a lot of people that are Capitals fans that don't watch or like any other sport. And I don't get okay, that. I, I, I don't get that. If you, I feel like a lot of the fans in Baltimore that are Capitals fans, it's because it's like the 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 clicky thing to do. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And and but they don't watch or like any other sports. It doesn't make sense. It's a sense. very weird bit. It's a very weird bit. I bring that up because there was a big story related to the Wizards this week, and you know I, I had somebody who guess when I responded the way that I did, I got back. Uh, well, you just that you're just saying that because you're a Wizards fan. I'm like that's the funny part. Not even remotely. Not even a small amount of a Wizards fan. This thing that happened in the Wizards-Nets game the other night where the assistant coach, his name is David Vanterpool, comes literally into the court with his hand to knock a ball out of bounds. The officials somehow utterly and completely miss it. And all he gets is a $10,000 fine is one of the most absurd things in the history of professional sports, and we're not talking about it enough. 
I, I'm not the type of person, if you know this show, I don't just say things for the sake of saying them, right? I won't just throw out hot takes for the sake of hot takes. I can't join you in the fire the offensive coordinator all the time. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's a horrible way of doing sports media. But the bare minimum of what we accept in watching and following and rooting and, and investing in, in sports is that the game will be played between the competitors on the field, on the ice, on the court. The literal bare minimum that we can accept. Yes, we understand that there's going to be calls that don't go our way. And we understand that officiating, we would love for it to be right all the time. And we always are going to think the officials are out to get us. It's a different, but those are people that are involved in the actual game. The understanding is that if you're not involved in the game, you don't get involved in the game. This person that involved himself in the game, it ain't cheeky. It's not cute that he got away with it. It has nothing to do. I don't give a rat's ass. Honest to God, I couldn't have told you who won the game. And this is the problem. We're so lost in our Twitter nonsense that when you bring something like this up, everybody's like, oh, you're just bitching. We had six calls go against us. All these Nets fans. We had six calls. I don't give a crap about any of that. I don't care about who won the game. I don't care about the existence of these two franchises. What I care about is that when you watch sports, you know that the sports will be determined by the players that are playing. And if you don't get that, if you think that's something you can do, you can't be involved. I think, I, I, people thought I was way over the top. I stand by it. The guy should be fired. Period. You should be fired for coming off the bench and thinking that you can get yourself involved in a play. You should be fired. But at the bare minimum, you should be suspended significantly significantly a ten thousand dollar fine all that says is well if you can get away with it everybody else should do it too all it's gonna do is cost you ten thousand dollars <laughs> see p- position block the official see if you can get away with it because it's just gonna cost you ten thousand dollars and it might change the course of a game this is insane i mean this is insane this is bat s nuts that the nba is just saying this is a ten thousand dollar fine Somebody uh, was talking to about this on Twitter yesterday, said this should be a 10-game suspension. At minimum, it should certainly be a suspension for the rest of the season. Uh, this is the, so far beyond the pale of what we understand is acceptable in organized professional sports. There is no, well, I got lost in the moment. or I, No, 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 no. None of that. If you can get lost in the moment, if you think you can insert yourself into the game, you can't be anywhere near a floor. This is nuts, and we're not talking about it enough. We're just sort of, I, I get one, it's because it's the NBA regular season and nobody really cares about anything that happens in the NBA regular season. Two, it's because the, N, the NFL playoffs are going on right now, so all we care about is the NFL playoffs. This is an insane story that is not being discussed. It's just being swept under the rug. Eh, eh, 
It's weird, but you know, whatever. It's weird. Isn't that? Isn't it silly? It ain't silly. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. It's embarrassing for this human being that thought it was okay for him to do something like this. It's embarrassing that the refs missed it and that the the NBA doesn't have a system by which they make sure they get these things right. And then after you realize what happened, it's further embarrassing that you don't strongly punish someone for something like this to make it a statement we're not going to allow other personnel to insert themselves into the competition that's actually happening. Uh, yes, Jordan. Is Jordan well, the mic still on? Yeah, okay, go ahead. On top of that, the, the Nets only won the game by one point. See, so, I, th- I don't care that much about that, Jordan. I really don't. Yeah. And the reason I don't is because I, it, it's a shame, yeah. right? It's a shame yeah. that the game was in part. But there were 60 other things that happened yeah, during the course true. of the game that yeah. I don't get lost in that. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened, right? Like, there are things, there really are, officiating mistakes happen constantly. Yeah. Like, yeah. you accept that as part of the game. This one is, is egregious, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's so obvious. But it's still an officiating mistake, and that yeah. happens. Yeah. What I care about is the NBA has the opportunity now to say, wow, yeah. we really f this up by not getting it right, but we can make sure that it never happens again. We can make sure we make a statement to everyone who's near the floor, and they want more and more people right there yeah. on the floor. With that, How many people are right there that could stick their hands yeah, out? Get a fan courtside. 100%. And, yeah. If you're a fan of an opposing team and you happen to have a courtside, why wouldn't you try to do something like this yeah. moving forward, right? Like... And they would probably come down strong, more strongly on a fan. They'd probably say, you're, you know, you never get to sit there or something like yeah. that. I don't know what they would do. This is nuts. Yeah. This should be a, a heavy suspension. I mean, a rest-of-the-year type of suspension at least. And it's a joke if it really is nothing more than a fine. All right, um, I am. Uh, I, I, I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure this is the first time uh, this man has been on this show at least. He was named this week. Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. He loves you madly. He is our friend from Fox 45. Mr. Bruce Cunningham is with us now here on GCR. Bruce, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I just walked to dogs, and to quote my friend Kevin Frazier, it is stupid cold Dude, outside. What, what in the world is this? Is You know, I went over to Bruce. I went over to the Towson game last night, right? And I had that yeah. moment that we all have where we're at a game and, like, Towson's playing really well right now. And I'm like, man, I wish there were more people here, you know? Like, it, it, I wish people were embracing this. And then I have that feeling of walking back outside, like, no, I know why everybody's sticking in their houses right now. <laughs> like, you get to that point of the year where you're like, once I walk into my house, I ain't walking back out. I don't no, care. No, sir. You know what? I lived in Alaska for three years. And, I, and you know, I thought I was tough. But yeah. no, no, no. Nope. Nope. Night's over. Night's over. You know, speaking, of, speaking of Towson in the empty seats, it was interesting. I, I watched the game on Flow last night, and yep. they had Pat Scary on after the game, and they have a big game Saturday. They're playing for first place in the CAA against yep. UNC Wellington. He said, we need everybody out here. He went public, you know. I mean, Come on out and see this team, and you really should. They're playing great, and that's the point, bro. Like I, you know, I we've been. I got stuff I want to talk about with you, but we can. This is good to talk about. I I know that uh, people around here, when we get to when Ravens season ends, Maryland basketball has traditionally been what's carried us over to the start of baseball season, right? Correct. Like, and because Maryland basketball is in this empty sort of holding pattern. No one's invested in Maryland basketball. Understandably so, right? Like, they're, right. They're, they're not good. They don't have a coach. There's nothing to watch with Maryland basketball right now. But it's a reminder that, like, college basketball still happens. 
And, yeah. and Terry Nolan's a local kid and one of the neatest stories that you'll ever hear about a young man. He's a remarkable human being, and he's trying to get Towson back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in over three decades. Yeah, that is, and I tell you what, they also have that kid Jason Gibson. Oh, he's great. And I yep. was talking to Morgan Atsit yesterday about this. Uh, he's from Severna Park. Yep. But he went to Sidwell Friends down in D.C., and he was the D.C. Player of the Year his senior year. And none of us up here know about him, even though he's local, you know? So there's a lot of stories over there. Go, please, please stop pretending like there isn't a college basketball season. Please go out. Loyola's really good. Navy's really good. Go out. Morgan and Coppin played one of the most thrilling games that you'll ever oh, see yeah. last weekend. Yeah. Go watch some yeah. college basketball. Yes, but I sir. get it. I get it. It's cold out, Bruce. It's very, very cold. <laughs> you know what? That was an awfully long riff on how cold it is. Yeah, right? I, I, we, went, we went a lot of places, man, didn't we? We went a lot of places there. All right, brother, this is, um, this is I, I can't believe, how is it possible that you had never been named Sportscaster of the Year before, right? Like, yeah. do they just hate you or something? They must. I what don't know. Hell? I, I joked the other day. I said, well, it only took me 30 years. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, but you know yeah. what? I was looking at the list of previous winners, and if you look at those names, you can kind of see how it happened. I mean, Chuck Thompson and Johnny Holiday yeah. and, you know, people like that. It, it, you know, I, there's no shame in it, that's for sure. But uh, I'm awfully proud, and the best part of it is, is that that's voted on by our peers. Yep. You know, um, and 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 it uh, is like the Sally Field Oscar speech. You like me? You really like me? <laughs> <you know? laughs> but just to just to provide some balance, uh, Kenny Rosenthal uh, texted me the other night when he heard about it, and we're going back and forth. And I was reminded of a great line that Kenny had, and I've never forgotten it. He said, "Awards are important when other people win them." Okay. It's, you know, you know that's that's relevant. I, you say that it's it's nice to at least get one, Bruce. It's sure, nice sure. to at least get one. It's nice yeah. nice to know that people recognize it. I, I I get what you're saying, and I know it doesn't really matter. And what really matters is doing your job and providing for your family. And you know, you got you're you're a grandfather now. You know, like I I get that's what really matters. But, mm-hmm. it, but it's nice. It's nice to yeah. know that people notice, right? Nah, I mean, I'm not giving it back. Right. You know. Exactly right. Exactly nah, but like right. I said, like I said, when your when your peers voted, that that really really means something, you know. And I'm not going to lie to you; brought a tear to my eye. That's you cool. Know, it just it just feels good after all this time. That's you know? re- that's that's really really cool. Bruce Cunningham is with us. He was named this week as a Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. As uh, Jeff Zrebeck was named a Maryland Sports Writer. Thanks of the for year. mentioning Jeff too. Hey, I mean, I mean that, that, you know they, it, it's a it's a it's a writer and a broadcaster, and uh, you know it's not just about me. Throw Jeff in there because Jeff does a great job yeah he's tremendous right like and, and jeff is literally all of our friends i mean it's yeah. it's you know there, there's not there's not anyone jeff jeff uh you know if, if little if my intern little jordan started a podcast tomorrow jeff would go on with him tomorrow it's he's, <laughs> he's that good of a guy that's the way that it goes all right bruce yeah. so so we'll do one then we're just going to talk some sports but give me give me one you you say it's been 30 years so separate all the ones that everybody knows separate you know 21 31 separate the Ravens super bowls separate all that Give me in these 30 years the moment that's meant more to you personally that maybe not everyone else would understand why it was so significant for you. Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, uh, boy. Um, I'll tell you one. It has nothing to do with sports. Okay. Uh, you know, I used to host the uh, the local inserts for the Jerry Lewis Telephone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember that first year we went over a million dollars locally. Uh, I went home and I just cried. I cried for about an hour, you know, because, you know, we, we do this stuff and it just kind of goes out into the ether every day, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you wonder, 
am I making an impact or not, or does what I do matter? And boy, that really hit home that day, you know, just, just through effort and, and, and a lot of hours and, and all of that, every, you know, the, the city responded and that really meant the world to me. I know that's probably not the, no, that's perfect. No, it, it, Bruce, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. That's exactly what I was looking for. That's the type of thing. Because everybody knows the, the stories of covering a Super Bowl and how cool yeah. that is, right? Well, except last time you tried to kill yourself at the Super Bowl. You, oh my, my God. God, man. <laughs> like, you know, the, the funny part about that. And for folks who don't know, you know, I broke my arm the, the night before and, uh, so we go to the emergency room, and they, they give me Percocet. And so they write on the label, take one every two hours. Right. So I get out of the emergency room at noon, so I take one at two. I take one at four. I take one at six. By the time that Super Bowl kicked off, I had both eyes in the same socket. It's a fact. I, I saw it. When I saw Bruce that night in New Orleans, I swear to God. Because we're in New Orleans, too. you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. And you never know how things might happen in New Orleans, right? No, I mean, it was a pothole. No, we were working. It wasn't I know, anything Bruce, fun. I know that's true. But you're in New Orleans, <laughs> and you got to understand. I really thought there might be a – like you might have ended up in a bathtub with Mike Tyson's tiger or something like oh, that. Oh, boy. Like, that, that, that's a mental picture I, that's going to stick with us. Uh, but, uh, you know, the funny part was, you know, when the lights went out that night, I kind of leaned into the guy next to me, and I said, did the lights just go out? And he said, yeah. And I was like, whew. <laughs> I thought it was the Percocet. You know? uh, 100%, man. 100%. <laughs> but everybody knows those. It's, it's too easy to tell stories like that when you talk about your career. I was actually touched by a story that you told. But when you talk about the, the telethon, you told a story on social a while ago about a young man that you met during the telethon um, and, and him going on and growing up and getting married, having his own kids. and Yeah. That, that's, Chris Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's the type of story that I think makes, you know, it was way more significant than any of those Yeah, things. you know, the, the sports end of it, it, it kind of all runs together, you know, and uh, I, I won't say it's a blur, but I mean, it's a, it's a pretty full suitcase, if you will. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> when you step outside that realm and you're able to do other things, that that's meaningful, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah, it just breaks my heart what's happened to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Telephones no more and, you know, all of that. But, uh, boy, we really believed in it, and we went all in, and it was uh, it was very, very rewarding. It he really was. He is Maryland Sportscaster of the Year, Bruce Cunningham, and he's with us right now here on GCR. All right, Bruce, uh, where are you at as far as uh, what the priorities should be for the Ravens moving forward? Are, are, are I guess one – you're not the type of I, you, I know you. You're never the type of person that like calls for a, a coordinator to get fired or something no, like that. No, it's just not you. Um, the thing about firing coaches, and, and you know, first of all, we're not from Philly. Okay, I mean, we got some brains down here. You know, Philly they want to fire everybody all the time. Um, Philadelphia fans are so entertaining, and they don't realize it. But when you do replace coaches, you know, you're back to ground zero. You're back to square one. Whatever cliche you want to use. It's just tremendously, uh, you know, upsetting to, to an organization. Um, I'm really not on the fire Greg Roman uh, list. A lot of people are. I uh, did a, the radio show Monday with Vinny, and Vinny uh, Serrato, he's just a rabbit. You know, he's got to go. Right. And, okay, Vinny's got more NFL experience than me because, you know, I've got zero. But um, I, I'm not real big on taking people's jobs away from them. As a 45-year veteran, good Lord, <laughs> podcasting, I've been fired twice, three times, and most of my colleagues have been fired, and I know what that feels like, you know, and I wouldn't wish that on somebody else. If they feel like they got to make a move, well, okay, make the move, but 
I can't see pointing the finger at just one guy. Well, and that's the, the, Bruce. It really is the crazy part to me. Like the, the, we we've all been in this town. You know, you you've been here you, for the entirety of the Ravens' existence. We we know how piss poor the Ravens have been offensively at times. They they mm-hmm. weren't they aren't that right now. Um, even without any of their players, they had the number six offense in the NFL this season. Yeah, I, I don't get this at all. Like this is beyond just I don't like calling for people to lose their jobs. It's that I don't I do not understand this. This comes off way more of and I I'm not trying to knock Vinny to your point. He certainly knows football, but like this comes off way more of we think if you would just do something different, it would definitely work, right? And like yeah, I don't get that's that. part of it. That's part of it. But the other part is well, we got to blame somebody, you know. You know, you, sure. you, you can't fire you can't fire injuries. Right, you know? right. Uh, it's, it's just human nature. Who's at fault here? You right. know, we got to identify somebody. He, off with his head. Yep. You know, there's nothing new with that kind of thinking. That goes back, you know, thousands of years probably. But it disappoints me. You know, I, 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 I and I kind of think, and this is just me speculating. I kind of think that might be the reason for the delay of uh, the John Harbaugh end of season press conference. I think they're they're trying to get those T's crossed and those I's dotted, or as a Willis McGahee once told me, they're trying to get those T's dotted and those I's crossed. Right, you know? right, <laughs> right. But it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, there's another good uh, uh, line from uh, Willis McGahee. I remember we were in the locker room and he pointed down at the floor and he said, "Who bag that is?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. Who bags sure. that is? Sure, sure. I, by the way, I, I've got some. I've got some Willis McGahey stories that I can't tell on the air. So yeah, we'll save those. I, I do too. Yeah, we'll save. Know? We'll save those for another time. Yeah, uh, it, it also occurred to me, you know, when when my friend Tom Maddie died, you know, yeah. everybody's asking me for stories, and and I can't tell. Them oh yeah. Stories. Oh sure. Right. Well, you guys were particularly close, right? Like <laughs> you guys, no doubt about that. I tell you what, since we're since we're just going from pillar oh, to post, yeah. Why not? Uh, why not? What are we doing? It's a it's a Friday. Is, the, the Ravens aren't playing this week. Let's just do anything at this point. At, at Maddie's funeral, yeah, um, there there were only about four of his teammates there. Okay, and I said, "Well, this is unusual." But then I look around the room. I counted eighteen widows. Oh, so that oh. intrigued me. So I looked into it. The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl three team mm-hmm. that lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay, thirty percent of that team is dead from CTE. And that includes big stars like John Mackey and Bubba Smith and Mike Curtis, you know. And then it all made sense to me while there were so so few teammates and so many widows, uh, oh. you know, in that room. It, it just oh. uh, it just really struck me, you know. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That's that, I didn't mean to be a doubt right. there. But <laughs> like, that's, uh, thanks, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I completely understand it. It's just and, and it's it's a it's an awful thing to think about, and and you hope that it's improving, but Bruce, you know. Well, I'm, the equipment's better. Yeah, you look at helmets from back then. They just had suspension. No doubt, just webbing. You know. No doubt. No doubt. And they called it getting your bell rung, and what was what it really was was brain injuries. You yeah, know, and and I don't think it's as bad now. And here's the thing for fans: when a player goes into the concussion protocol, you kind of roll your eyes. Well, that's why the concussion protocol's there. I mean, they're at least acknowledging there's a problem. You know. Um, when somebody calls into your show tomorrow on the fan and says, Bruce, I'm, I'm worried. They haven't signed a lease. The Orioles are going to move at some point. What That's you ridiculous. Say? Thank you. Okay. Look, baseball right now is to the saturation point. In other words, there are no new markets they can go into, or very, very well, few. You know what they're going to say, Bruce. They're going to say they're going to move to Nashville because John, okay. John Angelos has a house there. If Nashville wants a team, two things have to happen. They've got to build a stadium, right. okay? 
and they got to call the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow. You know, Tampa Bay is not supported down there, and if Nashville wants a team, there's the team. And then we hear Vegas, right? Okay, if Vegas wants a team, the Oakland A's are sitting there without a stadium deal. So I, I don't think there's any way the Orioles are leaving here. I don't. They're not a major market team like they used to be before the Nats. You know, I remember the Orioles' own numbers were like, that was about 33% of our gate. I remember one of their employees telling me that. And so uh, they're going to struggle in the American League East because the Yankees and the Red Sox have so much money, and Toronto's spending, you know, like a drunken sailor, too. So you're never going to be able to fight them dollar for dollar. So when people come to me and, and start complaining about this rebuild and how long it's taken and how bad they are, well, that's the reason. You know, you got to find an alternative way to compete in the American League East because you just can't spend dollar for dollar with these big money teams. Teams not going anywhere. You know, they, they even agreed to a five-year extension so that they could get the right deal done, you know. And also this left field adjustment that they're doing right now, that's significant too. If that team was leaving, they wouldn't be doing that, you know. Yeah, why well, throw that much money at something, right, if you're, no. just, if you're just picking up and leaving. I, I, I Look, I agree on all accounts, and I get it. But it, see, I also understand right. that, but, you know, it's awkward. people are it's, still – it's awkward. I, it's an people, uncomfortable spot. It is, and people are still, you know, salty and haunted by the Colts leaving, sure. and I don't think that'll that'll ever go away. Sure, but the Orioles aren't going anywhere. Right. Well, and and it's the awkwardness of you know, Peter Angelos is still alive, but isn't running the team. So mm-hmm. what happens when he like? There is a lot of awkwardness that's involved with this, but. Jumping to a next conclusion is just something that we do because we've got too much time in our hands, and so it's typically <laughs> the way it works. All right, let's wrap with this. Um, I got to experience another. You know, I, I have not had the longevity of career that you have, but I certainly have had a few pinch me moments during the course of it. And legitimately, I felt one the other day when I had somebody reach out to me and ask me if I would put Don McLean on my show this week to talk about the 50th anniversary of American Pie. And I was like, uh, this is a legitimate pinch me moment that I'm talking to Don McLean, right? Like thinking yeah. about driving around in the car with my dad when I was six years old and belting out uh, every lyric to American Pie. Give me for you, so we, we, we started with the, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the neat moment, the emotional moment, but give me the greatest pinch me moment you've had, someone that you've been able to talk to that like if you had told 12-year-old Bruce you're going to get to meet this person, talk to this person, have dinner with this person, whatever it was, give me the, the great pinch me moment that you've had. All right, it's, this goes back to 92 or okay. 93. Uh, you might remember, I don't know if you do, you were pretty young then, but the first guy that I did sports with at Fox 45 was a guy named Max Morgan. Okay, yeah, vaguely, yes. Yeah, Max came here from Little Rock. Uh, So in 93, President Bill Clinton came out to throw the first pitch out. Mm -hmm. We're all on the field, and they got us behind velvet ropes up around first base. So he looks to the left, and he waves, and he looks to the right, and he goes, Hey, Max! They were buddies from Little Rock. He came, he walked right up to us, he hugged Max, Max introduced me, Bruce, how you doing, you know? Boy, oh boy, wow. you talk about a pinch me yeah, moment. It's and I'm not good. trying to be political, but anytime no. you can meet a president of the sure. United States from sure. a guy who's a friend of his, that was crazy. That's you tremendous. Know? That is yeah. tremendous. And 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 I get that entirely. I watched Pete Gilbert go out of his way. Like he literally like broke through three velvet ropes to try to get access to Obama the day that he was at Towson game. Um, <laughs> I understand that. I completely get it. That's great stuff. All right, Uh, Bruce Cunningham, I'm happy for you, my friend. Um, um, Thank you very much. I I appreciate it. And I also want to apologize. A couple years ago, um, you guys reached out to me when I gave up the PA job 
And I was just kind of emotional that day and just hey, didn't really feel like Bruce, I could talk about it. Bruce, so. I, I love you. I'll always love you. You know, we've had fun with you over the years, but I try to tell you every time. It's always been that I, I love you and I appreciate you. And you know that, uh, you know, I've been friends with your daughter for a long time, too. So oh, yeah. I've always yeah. had great respect for you. I always will. And I, I genuinely am happy for you, pal. I'm Thank you, man. I appreciate very happy that. for you. All right. And next time you call, I'll say yes. I, pre- I appreciate you, my friend. All right. Let's talk okay. soon. Thanks, buddy. See you. Bruce Cunningham, Fox 45, 105.7 The Fan, Maryland Sportscaster of the Year. Uh, love Bruce. Uh, always will. <laughs> Even though he didn't always know that I loved him. It's, that's a true story. We talked about it openly on this show. But I'll always love Bruce, and, and he's very much become one of ours over the years. All right. Hour number one of today's show is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center and ask for Mobile One. Hey, in addition to the show, uh, Bruce Bilek is going to join us. He is the uh, director of the FanDuel Sportsbook at uh, Maryland Live and Live Casino and Hotel. He's going to check in with us at the top of the hour. i got to finish this I've been sitting on. we got to get the young youths. we got a ton to do here on a Friday edition of the program. It's GCR. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org that first sip that first bite start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com The latest issue of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Let's have your 
Chris Jericho, Le Champion, AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to Bruce for hopping on with us for a minute this morning. Today's program also brought to you by CCBC. If you need to hone your computer skills to improve and boost your career, or maybe you want an IT certification, CCBC Continuing Education is the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field, and it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need, from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. 443-840-4700 or visit CCBC md.edu slash computer training all right um a couple of things one yeah but louis anderson passed away that sucks man uh he had been dealing with some health issues and we had heard about that this week but man i didn't i didn't realize how bad it was that just sucks louis anderson was amazing um you know obviously there's a million things and most recently it was baskets after he had been totally off the radar for a while and baskets was so wonderful uh, Zach Galifianakis playing both the main characters and 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 Louis Anderson playing those characters' mom like just it makes no sense why that show worked so well but it did it worked so well um, and then the oh the French girl she's like are you are you going to be a clown oh man I love that show so much Baskets was so good so um, that sucks it just sucks and 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 not you know sixty eight is too young still that's still far too young. So safe home to Louis Anderson. That's terrible news that we get today. Um, have not gotten to our think tank topic today, the think tank topic, and, and I'll get to you these responses. I told you, you know, I put a column up at PressBoxOnline.com this week about who I'm rooting for, but I want to know about what your interests are now in the NFL playoffs, like particularly now that it's the Steelers are out. Like, like what, are, what are the interests that you have left in terms of the NFL playoffs? What is getting you juiced up? for this weekend what is it that's making you say here's why i'm excited other than just it's the nfl playoffs and i'm going to watch the games because that's what's on right like outside of that what gets you juiced up that's what i want to know responses that have come in so far from from paul in Ovilando, seeing brady in kansas city get bounced from the playoffs and Rodgers getting his second Super Bowl ring. I think he deserves another ring to reward his on-field excellence over all these years. I just don't like how the Kansas City organization operates with seemingly zero moral compass to signing players. Um, I'm all I'm I'm with you on the Kansas City thing. Um, you know, I, I it's not just that I think the Bills will win on Sunday. I'm rooting for the Bills to win, but I already told you guys that the Bills are the team that I'm adopting the rest of the way. Um, the Kansas City thing has bothered me for a long time. The you know. We just don't care. We'll 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 go sign Tyreek Hill. We'll go. We'll take a chance on anybody like that. That. But they got rid of Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it's true. They yeah they they did the they did There's the right a video thing. Video of that. Um. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you on Kansas City. I, I as I wrote in the column, you can't get me to embrace Aaron Rodgers. It's not that I hate him. I don't and I don't really care. I honest to God, I don't really care about whether somebody's vaccinated or not. But in terms of someone being deserving. The guy that tries to compare himself to Martin Luther King because he doesn't want to get vaccinated is not a guy I'm embracing. I'm just not going to embrace that guy. If he wins, bully for him, man. Like, I'm not going to be bothered by it either. This is not, I'm all of a sudden, he's an enemy to me. It's the, as far as guys that I'm going to root for, 
it, it turned the moment he tried to throw out Martin Luther King's name in talking about his own plight. Like, nah, okay. It, I, you can do that with Joe Rogan, man. You can do that wherever you want to do it. You're, I, I, I'm out. I'm out as far as rooting for you. If they win, I'll be happy for Adrian Amos, you know, who's a Baltimore guy. I'll be happy for AJ Dillon, who's a Baltimore guy, and I'll have no quarrel with it. Like, I won't be bitter that Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. I just I can't embrace it in any way. For me, Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning are the two best quarterbacks I've ever seen play in my entire life. So I've always like wanted Aaron Rodgers to win more because I always feel like Tom Brady gets talked about as the best, but I feel like as long as Aaron Rodgers has been in the league, he's been better. Yeah. Uh, 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 Tom Brady's the best winner. There's no doubt about that, but I always yeah. thought Aaron Rodgers was better. I just wish he hadn't turned out to be such a D-bag. And look, I again, I'm trying to be careful with that because, like, I don't think he's evil. I don't Neither think do he's I. evil, he's, and I, I'm not. Try, I don't in any way want to compare him to the actual, you know, the Tyree Kills of the world, the actual terrible right. people that exist. I just he's not embraceable to me any longer mm-hmm. because of it. Yes, go ahead. Well, I was talking with my my friend. We were actually having this very same conversation last night. He was saying, "How just funny would it be if after the whole Aaron Rodgers saga to begin the year, he comes in, he wins a championship, he says I'm out, and then Devonte Adams." leaves to go play with a quarterback who's who's legit and then you have the Packers go from one of the best teams to yeah, a, a, a bottom feeder then. Sure, it would be interesting, yeah, it, I guess. It, like I it would you, be interesting. I think it would be a pretty funny but, thing. But uh, I I just I but, can't I don't want it. I don't yeah. I don't I you can't don't sit here it. and tell you I'm yeah. rooting for that to be the case. That's all. I just yeah. again, it's not an I hate Aaron Rodgers. It's not a I think you're evil for not getting vaccinated. It's not any of those things. It's just the moment that he used yeah. the name Martin Luther King, I said to myself, you are detached from reality and you're not an embraceable figure for me any longer. I can't embrace you warmly any longer to the point that it feels like Aaron Rodgers deserves to have won more than more than one Super Bowl yeah it probably does but some of that is also on him too you know like some of it's not not all of it but some of it is on him you know like just didn't get the job done in certain situations they've been at home in the playoffs and, mm-hmm. and he hasn't won uh John from Little Rock seeing Josh Allen and the Bills slay Kansas City and win their first Super Bowl yeah, yeah you know I'm with you I'm I've embraced openly the Bills and I get it that Cole Beasley's a lunatic and I wrote that in the column this week. There's absolutely a chance that he proves to be the turd in my punch bowl, that we get to Super Bowl week and he just flies off the handle and says utterly insane things. Again, I the, the being anti-vax thing alone is not going to be what makes me hate you. I'm, I'm not going to do that. We disagree, but I'm not going to hate you because of it. Reasonable people can disagree. It's that when you take it a step further than that and you just start saying really truly insane things that you make me say oh dude i really don't want you to win cole beasley's been quiet for a while and hopefully it stays that way (laughs) as i become a a bills fan for a little bit i hope that it stays that way um from from lauren the hope that the remaining games will be closer than last weekend's yeah i think that's a very very reasonable interest to have in the end of that. If that's that's the entirety of your interest, is I just want the games to be better than they were. I'm with you. That Bills Patriots game, I think I was anticipating that game so much, and it was so bad. It, it was, was just such a blowout. You know, but it was. It, it was I did, so this is where I'll disagree. That one was fun. It was fun to watch it because what the Bills were doing was so amazing. Yeah. And because they were doing it to Bill Belichick. Yeah. As much of a blowout as it was, because it was only the second game, because we hadn't had four blowouts at that point, mm-hmm. and because it was. That's a good point. 
It was such perfection. Like, it was literally every drive they're scoring a touchdown, and it was Bill Belichick that they were doing it to. I still enjoyed that one. It wasn't until, like, by Monday night, I was utterly tapped out. Like, I was just, this is not interesting anymore. This is, this is, I'm out, right? Like, it's, I couldn't take joy in watching the Arizona Cardinals get thrashed, right? Like, they've, they're they're a they're they're not practically non-existent franchises, right? Like, I'm how a, do you take joy in that? I'm a Kyler Murray hater. See, that doesn't make sense there to me. Is. Why I, hate I, Kyler Murray? I always have. It's a, I don't it, get that. I, I just I just always have, man. I just feel like he's, I feel like he's super arrogant, and I feel like the way he handled himself and was like, "Are you gonna do baseball or football?" I feel like he he. Handled I mean, like that he did so a bad interview in the Dan Pat, Dan Patrick show for yeah, sure. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about that. But I just he just rubbed me the wrong way, and he just always has. Oh man, I just, I can't I can't fathom hating Kyler Murray like I can hate is a strong word I just I don't like if you're care in, for if him. you're indifferent towards him I could get that I'm very indifferent but that's the point like I'm indifferent towards the Arizona Cardinals particularly without Larry Fitzgerald if they had Larry Fitzgerald I would I would root yeah. for them because Larry Fitzgerald's one of the greatest gentlemen that's ever played this this sport and one of the great it is somehow perhaps the most underappreciated wide receiver despite the fact that he's an obvious first ballot hall of famer mm-hmm. like we don't talk about him when i saw a debate going on Tory Smith was involved with this week about the greatest wide receivers of all time and no one talks about Larry Fitzgerald when everything about Larry Fitzgerald says he might damn well be the greatest wide receiver of all time we just because he played for such a moribund franchise we never talk about it. And we he never wasn't have flashy. that. He was just damn right. Good. He didn't. He didn't run his mouth. He didn't. He wasn't a brand. He was just a gentleman that went and played football and was dominant and was amazing and did things other human beings couldn't do. Um, so if Larry Fitzgerald was still there, I would probably find myself inclined to root for the Cardinals. But without him there, I'm just wildly indifferent towards the Cardinals. In, yes. In regards to the playoffs, do you think the old format was? Yeah, better we talked than, about it this week. Yeah. It, you're not going to get me to ask for less football games. You're just never. Yeah. You're never going to get me to campaign for less yeah. football games. It's January. With Bruce and I were just talking. We don't want to go outside. Yeah. Like we don't want to do anything right now. I need more football games. I need yeah. as many football games as you can possibly give me. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not going to campaign. I'm not. I, the argument is I'm not campaign, campaigning for more. I'm not saying we need to expand to eight. But you're not going to get me to agree to give up football yeah. games during the course of a month where we don't want it. We have nothing else to do. Yeah. We're stuck inside our houses. It's my my toes still hurt. Because it's so cold outside. I don't want less football games. From Again, the, que- the question that we're asking is, uh, what actually interests you? Uh, KZ is a good company man. Playing underdog fantasy football. Right now, if you uh, happen to sign up and use the code <laughs> PRESSBOX on your first deposit up to $100, we'll match it. Uh, from your friends at PressBox Online. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Casey. We do that's, love underdog fantasy awesome, football. Casey. I do love Casey, and I appreciate that. Um, and, yes, I, 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 to me, by the way, I, I was expecting more of those answers. I was expecting more of the only interest that I have left at this point is betting, right? Like, that's all that I really have left um, as far as my interests are concerned. We haven't gotten as many of those. There are more people that are telling me they have interests, and, and some of them are vague, like, you know, Lauren saying just the games are a little bit more entertaining. Um, I was expecting more people to say, I, I kind of don't, I, I think, you know, I'm going to root against Tom Brady on Sunday, but as we've all talked about, it ain't like rooting against Patriots, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm still rooting against him. You're not getting me to try to pretend like I like Tom Brady. That's not going to happen, but it's not nearly the same as rooting against Brady and Belichick was. Right. Um, we don't have the Steelers to root against. We can say we're rooting against the Bengals. And I think we are, cause I don't think we want to see the Bengals win the Super Bowl. but it ain't like rooting against the Steelers. It's not, we're, we're not getting life from rooting against the Steelers. We're all acknowledging, man, it really is quite fun to watch Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase play football. Like, they're a lot of fun to watch play. Like, we don't want them to win, and they're going to be a problem, but, like, 
they haven't done it before, and it's fun to watch those dudes play. We're I, rooting against them, but it ain't anything like rooting against the Steelers. I hate that I don't hate Joe Burrow. That could very well change in the coming years when he's trying when he's going toe to toe with Lamar Jackson. But right, I, as, I, I don't I don't hate him. As I wrote about in my column this week at PressBoxOnline.com, it's a preemptive hate for me. It's I, I compared it to um, remember well, Jesus. I don't even know if you were alive. Um, the 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 Super Bowl when it was the Rams and the Patriots. Yes. After the the 2001 season. I remember where and, I was and who I was watching. And I, I don't know that I remember that much. I don't remember. I was in college. I was at UMBC at that time, so I don't remember. I don't remember uh, what the scenario was. But um, I remember having that feeling for the weeks leading up, where I was like, "Man, the Patriots are sort of scrappy underdogs and." This random quarterback nobody's ever heard of and probably never will again. Like, wouldn't this be one? And the Rams had just won a Super Bowl two years before that. You're like, wouldn't this be one of the all-time great stories of this this woebegone franchise? You know, with this this quarterback that's never going to amount to anything that just got inserted in because of some freak situation. Like, wouldn't this be one of the all-time great underdog stories? Like, don't we kind of have to embrace that story? And so many of us legitimately we're rooting for the Patriots to win that Super Bowl because we embrace the underdog story. And now when we think about it, we want to go take a shower, right? Like we think about the fact that we rooted for the Patriots in that Super Bowl. We, we recreate the scene from Ace Ventura because it feels, you know, we just icky thinking about it. So we can't be that way with the Bengals. This is Bruce from, uh, um, it's all Bruce Day today, by the way, on, on GCR. That's Bruce from uh, Live, Live Casino and Hotel. Um, oh no, he's not there. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be there the next time. Um, but like, I we do have to say, I am a uh, about to answer the phone. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you were about to say. That's exactly what I thought you were about to say in that moment. Um, so no, we can't root for the Bengals because of it. Because you you might find yourself saying like, ah, it'd be a neat story. It's a it's a moribund franchise that um, you know has never experienced any joy and like it's an opportunity for them. You might have one of those feelings, but you're going to regret that five years down the line when they've been kicking ass and a threat to the Baltimore Ravens for years. I was an OG uh, Tom Brady hater. Oh, you didn't, the, the, you didn't the, get the, on board? Uh, no, because okay. this is a weird bit. You're going to call this a weird bit. I was a closeted yeah. Drew Bledsoe fan. What? I had watched Drew Bledsoe what? torch the Ravens for like 320 yards and four touchdowns a couple years prior. And it's not that I like to see that I like the fact that he won the game. He was so good. I was like, that's the best quarterback I'd ever seen. To well, you were wrong. And <laughs> and he had just gotten his big deal with the Patriots, and yeah. then he got and then he got hurt, and Tom Brady took over. I didn't think Tom Brady was was great that year, but he did enough to win. And then Brady gets hurt in the AFC Championship game. Bledsoe comes in, leads him to the victory, and then Brady gets to start the Super Bowl. And I hated Tom Brady from that point on. And that's also why I hated. <laughs> it was just because he wasn't Drew Bledsoe. I, that's also he ruined why he, your boy. That's he also ruined. why I always hated uh, Tony Romo. And then, okay. And okay. then t- Tom Brady winning made it that much easier to hate him. So I, I hated him from basically day one. On, on, on top of everything else, on top of the, the the underdog story, I also owned a Patriots jersey at that point in my life because, yeah. um, well, no, the reason being, uh, Terry Glenn. Was the late Terry Glenn, of course, was a very uh, good wide receiver for the Patriots, mm-hmm. and you know, hello, yeah, <laughs> like hello. I was able to walk around the the halls of my like John Mayer. I want to run through the 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 halls of my high school, right? I was running through the halls of Perry Hall High School with my own jersey. Like I had my own name on the back of my jersey, so I pulled it out for that Super Bowl. There because, goes Glenn. Yeah, right. Like we were embracing the idea that, I, and I regret it to this day. So you know, you can't root for the Bengals. 
All right, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the NFL playoffs. And you know we're headed out to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel on Sunday. Myself, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, will be there for the early game between the Buccaneers and the Rams. We'll be hating on Tom Brady uh, while we're there. Um, unless you can make us some money, and that's the important part. We want you to come join us. We're going to have some giveaways. If you haven't been yet, it's an immaculate place. And joining us now from the FanDuel Sportsbook, and Bruce, I want to make sure I have – is it is it Bilek? Please make sure that I have this correct. Is, it, is that how we pronounce your last name? It is Billick, just like Billick. Oh, Ravens coach Brian oh how about Billick. that? How about that? Not spe- <laughs> You're not related because it's not spelled the same way. Um, no, but Bruce Billick is with us now from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Bruce, thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. I know it's a it's a busy time of year to be in the uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel. Correct. That it is. It's been uh, it's been a fun atmosphere. It's been pretty wild since the day we opened on December 10th, and uh, we're looking forward for a big weekend here. Well, we're looking forward to being there on Sunday. It's going to be a really fun day. Bruce, uh, give me an idea. Just what, what what's getting the most interest from betters this week going into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs? Yeah, I think the big game everybody's looking forward to is uh, San Francisco-Green Bay. I think it's an intriguing matchup. Uh, you obviously got some weather involved there. You got a West Coast team going into Green Bay. Temperature is supposed to be forecasted right around one degree throughout the game. So pretty intriguing matchup. Uh, they came off a big win versus the Cowboys uh, last weekend in the wild card round. So uh, I think think people are pretty pumped up about that Saturday night matchup. Yeah, that's I mean it's a huge one, and that's a, such an intriguing number too, right? Where you're like, boy, the 49ers look good, and like. Oh, man, do I want to bite on that? But then you remember that's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on the other side, (laughs) right? Like, it is a very intriguing number to be staring down at. What are the, outside of the the game odds themselves, right? Like, outside of just betting games straight up, what have been the other things that are available in the FanDuel Sportsbook for people to bet on that you have found that bettors are most interested in as far as props are concerned, player numbers? What else besides just simply the game odds? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, FanDuel does have a ton of markets for uh, all of the NFL games. Uh, I think what we're seeing a lot of is the anytime touchdown scores. Okay. Uh, we also have first first touchdown score, first scoring play, um, so there's a ton of different options for uh, all of our customers. So you know you want to come in, you want to you, you don't want to stay for the whole game. You want to see who scores the first touchdown. Uh, you got pretty intriguing odds on those. We have uh, you know just to give you an example in the Cincinnati Tennessee game, we've got Derrick Henry at plus 470 to score the first touchdown. Okay. Uh, anytime touchdown, we got Jamar Chase plus 130, which is a pretty good odds uh, considering he's had some. Yeah, huge, he's uh, games over the past. Yeah, he's few okay, weeks. right? Actually, the the yeah. Henry number is actually quite intriguing to me, right? Like, you know, that's what we remember of the Titans with Derrick Henry when he's healthy. Like, he is their offense. So the yeah, idea, and you know, he's coming back off injury, so uh, right, it's it's, it's going to be an intriguing. Now they do have him as an anytime touchdown score. He's minus one ninety, so he's that makes you know, sense. Pretty heavily favored to, to score a touchdown. But it's interesting to me that you're getting um, that good of odds on him, you know, for being the first touchdown scorer, right? Like, yeah, that was the one that popped out to me. It's pretty intriguing, you know. I can see this game you know, going off, and uh, you know, when they get down in, in, the, in the red zone, Derrick Henry is their guy to go to. Right. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty pretty healthy number. Oh man, I gotta I gotta think about that one a little bit more, Bruce. Bruce Billick, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. He is with us here on GCR again. We will be there on Sunday for the three o'clock game between Tampa and uh, Los Angeles. You don't happen to have the numbers uh, handy, do you? I need to know. And anytime, I I, I want to bet both on Gronk and on Mike Evans as anytime scorers in that in that game. 
Absolutely, I have those for you. So for Mike Evans, anytime touchdown score, he's minus one twenty five. So you have to lay one hundred twenty five dollars to win one hundred dollars. I'm actually okay then, with that. I think that's pretty safe. I, I, I'm okay with that number. Absolutely. And then for Rob Gronkowski, he's plus one ten. So one hundred dollars wins you one hundred ten dollars. So uh, both both pretty decent odds on both of those. They're, they're you know they they have a tendency to find the, the red zone pretty easy with uh, Brady back there. So. Pretty intriguing odds. I, I, I think I like both of those. I think I might be uh, putting <laughs> money in on both of those particular numbers for that game on Sunday. And then what? Yeah, the, another great thing. Yeah. just so not to interrupt you there. Another great thing on this too is if you do utilize our kiosk, uh, you can actually we have a product that's called our same game parlay. Yep. So you can actually parlay both of those if you were. Uh, really wanting to get a little crazy and think both of those are going to score, you could actually pull those together and parlay them with the same game parlay I, on our team. I think you can bet on Schmen Schmark doing that <laughs> on Sunday. I think you can bet on that being something. I think the odds of Glenn Clark making that exact bet are quite good. I think that there is you an let me almost know. We'll certainty. be there to help you. We have plenty of staff to help you out there. Bruce, let's talk about that. For people that haven't been, and it's one of the things I've been telling about people, I think there are still people that now that sports betting has become such a ubiquitous part of sports media they're almost intimidated by it right they don't want to admit to anyone i don't know how to do this like i'm interested in it but i don't want to admit to my friends i don't know how to do it. and it's one of the things i've been saying hey come down on sunday and and we'll help you out with it right like to our listeners if you're in our audience and you've never bet before and you wanted to get know more about betting i'm happy to help you right like i'm happy to give you more information what what is it about you know the experience that people should need should know if they say I've never done this before, Bruce? It hasn't been legal until recently, unfortunately, in the state of Maryland. I I want to try it out. I want to get there this weekend, watch some football games. What do they need to know about the experience of betting in the FanDuel sportsbook? Yeah, I think that's one of our key differentiators, Glenn. I think what we really try to do here is is we really try to you know cater to our guests and make sure they get the best customer experience possible. We. We realize some people have never placed a wager in their life before. We realize some people have been placing wagers for many years. They may be going out to Vegas for the past 20 years. So we have, you know, we want to make sure we cater to everybody. Uh, all I would say that our customers thinking about coming in, just come in, ask for myself. My name's Bruce. I'm, I'm here to help. You'll see me out walking the floor, helping customers. Uh, I've helped individuals that, you know, you know, are, feel uncomfortable getting on the kiosk. Once they get on the kiosk, we show them how easy it is to use. Uh, they're like, wow, this is this is pretty intriguing. Our kiosks are twenty four seven, so you can come into live casino at any point in time and place a sports betting wager twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Those are those are on all the time, um, and then we have ten windows uh, that are staffed by uh, sportsbook ticket writers that you can come up and they can assist you with your wagers too as well. So you'll constantly see our staff walking the floor, talking to individuals, making sure uh, there's no you know any help needed. So um, you know. We're, we're here to educate everybody. So, uh, again, we want you guys to have a good time. We want people to come in and enjoy themselves. So, you know, whether you're a, you know, this is a beginning thing for you or you're a, you know, you've been doing this for quite some time, I'm sure there's some markets you may be unfamiar with. So, you know, we're here to educate and help uh, all of our customers. I, I got to tell you, if I were a younger, now, now I got kids and jobs and things like that, Bruce, but as a younger man, you would have actually seen me in there 24-7 because the Australian <laughs> Open is, there is nothing I bet on more than tennis. Like, it just happens to be the thing that I love betting on. I would have been that guy sitting there at 3.30 in the morning watching tennis <laughs> at the FanDuel Sportsbook making bets. Well, you could, the, probably, yeah, you could probably tell I probably sound a little bit tired. I was actually up watching the Australian Open. There you go. The morning, there so, you go, uh, man. I love, God. I love me some tennis. Veratini Veratini Al Alcaraz was so good last night. Oh, it was so some great, good. Some great matchups. Yeah. Into the fifth set. 
Um, and, and you guys just added uh, more kiosks, right? I, I was there earlier this week, and I saw, like, you guys are up to, like, 50 kiosks now, right? We did. So we, uh, we originally opened with 31 kiosks, and if you've been in on a Saturday or Sunday or even uh, on a weeknight, the, the kiosks are heavily utilized. Um, so we, you know, we listen to our customers. We always want to get feedback from our customers, and we knew there was a need for additional kiosks. So we actually added 20 prior to uh, the start of Wildcard Weekend last weekend. So we're now currently sitting at 51 kiosks for our customers. And um, while we do have 51 kiosks, we, we have the most kiosks of any sports book in Maryland right now, um, which is, you know, is great for, for our customers. But um, we also do have uh, some pretty healthy lines. So if you guys are listening, customers definitely encourage you to come in early and often, especially Saturday and Sunday, um, and try to get your bets in sooner than you know an hour before game time no doubt no doubt and then there's in-game betting that we'll be doing like there'll be there'll be numbers are you going to be there sunday bruce are you going to be there during the the game the three o'clock game i will be there all weekend sir so i will be coming over and bugging you about um lines that might become intriguing during the game that we can tease out to people and we'll be talking about that and that's sort of what we're going to do and reed and i will be there and we'll sort of be hosting that game and, and helping you guys. If there's an interesting number that pops up that maybe you didn't see, we're going to be uh, informing you about that as uh, as the game goes on. That's going to be what we're going to be doing Sunday while we hang out. And if you haven't experienced sports and social either, the food's delicious, the atmosphere, all the screens, the reclining chair. My God, it's just such a cool place to go hang out. you got to get down and check it out. Uh, Bruce Billick, man, I'm excited about this. It's going to be a great day. going to be an incredible weekend. I know it's going to be a, a, an insane atmosphere at uh, Live Casino Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. Appreciate you hopping on with us for a minute. Let's do this again, all right? Let's let's do this more as we Absolutely. get towards the Super Bowl, all right? Glenn, thanks for having me on. If you guys need anything, let me know. Look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday. Can't wait. Thank you, Bruce. Take uh, care. Bruce Billick from the FanDuel Sportsbook checking in with us ahead of uh, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And again, Sunday, 3 o'clock. The NFL chick Sarita Hubbard and I will be there hanging out with you guys for the Rams-Buccaneers game. And uh, we got a lot of great giveaways. We're going to be doing surprises for those of you that show up and, and tweet out that you are live at live with us. Um, we'll have some great giveaways for you. It's just going to be a really, really fun day watching football. You're watching the games anyway. Come watch with us, hang out, win some money. Make it a great day at the Live Casino and Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook on Sunday. All right. Uh, moving along on a Friday edition of the program from uh, Jason. Jason says, uh, my most uh, significant interest is who can knock Cincinnati out. So Jason's gone the other way. Like He's already full-on Cincinnati hate. I, I'm not full-on Cincinnati hate. I'm acknowledging I, I need to root against them. I'm not. Here's the way I would say it. Uh, they're admittedly, if they beat Kansas City, or they don't play Kansas. Hopefully, they don't play Kansas City. I'm trying to think of. I, I, I don't really hate Tennessee. I know they did the stupid logo thing. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm hoping they don't play Kansas City. I'm trying to think of who I would enjoy if they do. If it ends up being an AFC Championship game of Cincinnati and Kansas City, I can't tell you that I'm gonna have. Like, I'm really happy about the result either way, right? And if Cincinnati beats Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, there'll be some part of me that'll be like, well, at least it ain't Kansas City, right? Like, I I would prefer it to probably be Buffalo and Tennessee. That would probably be my preference for, for what the AFC Championship game is, and Buffalo beats Tennessee. Um, but there is a scenario by which I, I can't, I just can't build up 
Like, for example, when Pittsburgh plays Kansas City last week, we all knew we didn't want it to be Pittsburgh. We don't love Kansas City, but they were reluctantly the, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. You know what I mean? Like, we all wanted it to be Kansas City that won that game. If it ends up being Cincinnati-Kansas City in the championship game, I don't think I'm going to feel the exact same way. I just don't. Um, so I'm not, I haven't, I haven't gotten there. The way I am, and, I, and I'm like this with, with baseball too, like, like, hate such a strong word, but I, I hate the Yankees, right. the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays. Right. But there are players on those teams that I like. No, right? I mean, I like, like Zach Britton, you know, right? I, like, I, like, I like Aaron Judge. I think Aaron, like, I, but I've root against him. I, yeah, you're not, every I, don't, I don't get this at but, all. I do not understand he this. He is notoriously just a really good dude. But I think, I God, like, I, God I, bless. I like when people are genuinely good people. It's, so I, so I, it's I, nice I and all. So I don't hate. Um, that's, that's all. That's all well and I good. I don't hate J.D. Martinez. I hate what he does to the Orioles. But I hate the I, I hate the franchises as a whole. Yeah, so I'm yeah, on board I, with I can just totally hate Cincinnati. I hope the Ravens just blow them out twice next year. I hope they get embarrassed tomorrow. But I hope. Uh, but I like Joe, Joe Burrow. I don't have the same ability to separate <laughs> players and teams, unless you've done something that's personal. Like I I like Zach Britton as a person. I got to know Zach Britton. Uh, he was a regular on my show, even when. When 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 I was on the old radio station and Orioles weren't allowed to come on the show, Zach Britton would give him the middle finger and say, "I'm coming on." Right? Like that's how good of a dude Zach Britton was. Um, so like when he hit the home run down in Atlanta, like he called in that Monday, you know, the next Monday, and he was just like, "Look, if they want to yell at me, they can yell at me. You know, what are they going to do? Fire me?" Yeah, I just <laughs> oh, hit like, a freaking home run. Right? Like, like you know, I, I and I appreciated that about Zach Britton. Like he definitely did. There were guys that were like that. They did not. They they took risks they did not have to take at a time because they like coming on our show or on my show and you know I appreciated that so um, you know I I I'm happy for Zach Britton but short of that like if you're just somebody that I have no connection with whatsoever and you play for the Yankees I'm gonna hate you boss like it's just the way it's gonna be I I, I like, I'm I, gonna hate you I can <laughs> still root for Aaron like, I'm I'm the guy who, I want him to strike out every time he comes to the plate I for the mean, rest of his so, life so <laughs> but, but, hey. but just ju- I, I, like I enjoy the fact that that Aaron Judge like the Yankees fans love him and and he hasn't I don't like to see him get hurt, but the fact he hasn't been on the field and all these Yankees fans are like, Well judge, judge, well he doesn't stay on the field. That to me that that that's, that's a weird cool. that's weird. That's but, weird. But You're weird. Person, You're I, a weird person, <laughs> Paul. You're a strange person. I, I'm also the guy I don't get this. who back in twenty eighteen during spring training I said on Twitter that I feel like if Aaron Judge the Orioles were playing the Yankees in a in a exhibition game okay. and Judge had just hit two home runs. And this is a year after he hit like I think it was like seventeen. Home you runs just love Orioles. Aaron. Did you just get to the? You love Aaron Judge, and it's weird. No, no that's not what I'm it's saying. Weird. I'm the one who said that they should put a ball in between the numbers on his back. But what? Now you're a psychopath on top of it. You're a weirdo <laughs> and a psychopath. What is wrong with you? I can separate. I don't hate Aaron Judge the man. I hate Aaron Judge the player. I got. And it. I hate. You know, it's. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. I, got, I don't, I don't have the words for what just happened here. I really don't have the words for this. It's You're, an intricate thing. You are, my, my brain. You gotta. We, I mean, we might need to get a therapist in here somehow. <laughs> we might need to to work on that for next Friday. If the Ravens, there's still no Ravens news. We might be doing therapy Fridays on GCR. <laughs> I want to get a TV reviewer. By the way, we need to find that. I don't. How's things going with getting DJ Cool on the show? How's I, that? I was looking at. There's there's so many DJ. Cools. No, no, no. There's one DJ no, Cool. No, 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 I but, promise you. There's I'm, one I'm DJ Cool. I've literally tried looking. I got DJ Cool. No, 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 no. With, no, no, no. With a K. I know there's, there's one, one DJ, DJ Cool. cool. 
I'm, I'm, I'm putting in effort. It's not hard to figure it. I, I promise you. I, th- you don't want me to do this. I could get it booked in a day. Well, you have way more connections. I understand than I that. So I, I'm not trying not, to make it a. It's, I don't want to be a. I'm saying you should be able to pull this off. This is not. I'm not asking you for Paul Bettany. I'm not asking you for the star of Vision. I just, I'm not asking you to get Don McLean on the program. I did that. I want you to get DJ Cool. Okay. You can do this. I know I can. I believe in you. I'm, I'm putting I forth effort. I believe in you. I've put I forth the effort. You. Uh, I was going to say there's something else I wanted to do. Now. Oh, I, I want a TV reviewer. I really want to one for today because I want to talk to somebody about Ozark. I need a TV reviewer, a legit TV reviewer, like a, someone who legitimately watches things before everybody else does. Not like, you know, like Jeremy and I are going to talk TV every Monday because we talk to, that's what we're going to do is, is we're now out of football season. Um, but I need a legit, honest to God TV reviewer that's a real deal and someone who understands like what we're into. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about Bridgerton. I'm never going to be interested in talking about Bridgerton. But I want to be able to talk about Ozark, and Peacemaker, and Gemstones, and like the shows that reasonable dudes and and cool chicks are just, into. Just ask me. Yeah, you haven't watched the new <laughs> season of Ozark yet. You don't qualify. Yes, Jordan. I I just started Euphoria. On, I have not watched Euphoria. It 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 is excellent. Which now now tell me what it, the premise of Euphoria is because so I know we've yeah, talked about it before. So so it may not appeal for it. It's pretty much a group of high schoolers who are no. Nope, I'm, I'm out. I'm portrayed. out. Checked exactly. out immediately. Exactly. Gone. Portrayed. Not not what I need from our TV reviewer. <laughs> yeah, portrayed by like twenty one year old people. Like Zendaya is the lead. I like Zendaya. And, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Fan of Zendaya. And I'm it, with you. It's just it's 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 takes about drug misuse. In it, it's it's using that. Ploy if I was like your people, age, yeah, I exactly. would probably be into Euphoria. Exactly. I'm out. Uh, closer to forty, I'm out. Yeah. I'm just yeah. probably not going to do it for me. No. Yeah. Hang on a second. Just us girls. Let's just chat. Just us girls, right? Because mm-hmm. if you put, then nobody else can hear this, right? Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's a hot, uh, attractive, attractive young women in the show that are in maybe scantily clad situations. Yes. It's the only reason Jordan watches. Might uh, might have to reconsider my stance on Euphoria now. Yeah. I might have to reconsider it. There's uh, there's something I want to say, but I know better than to say it on the air. Well, just so put your gonna, hand up again. Nobody heard right, that. Right, I understand that. Yeah. Nobody heard that. All right, uh, it's still to come. Pat Spencer is going to join us. We got to get the young Utes. I got to finish this. That's all on the way. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show, or just, hey, if you missed it last night, stand the fan. Uh, and Gary Stein caught up with Terry Hasseltine. Uh, talking about the World Cup, obviously big news this week, talking about uh, the Cycling Classic, all of the many huge events coming to the state of Maryland. If you missed that, if you missed earlier in the week, they're con- uh, Stan and Ross catching up with Jim Palmer. Find it at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. And I just got some news from Stan the Fan. Um, Hang on a second. Stan the Fan says, on Monday... Tippy Martinez and Don Stanhouse will be joining uh, he and Ross Grimsley at 6 o'clock on Facebook Live, so you won't want to miss that. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. It is a Friday edition of the program. Little Jordan's here this Friday and uh, is hanging out with us. We'll get to Young Utes in a bit. Let me do finish this first. Let's finish this right now. Uh, this finish, this is brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, uh, here we go. Um. <sighs> Oh man, I got to figure out how to put the blanks in this because it's it's so good. Uh, okay, blank blanked. So the second blank has an ed at the end of it mm-hmm. for several hours to deal with blanks that blank to the blank. Blank blanked for several hours. To deal with blanks that blank to the blank. Mm-hmm. Not everybody at once. Jordan, you want first crack at this one? I'll let you have first crack at it if you'd like. I'll, I'll go. 
redhead fapped for several hours. Wait, 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 wait. So, red, what? Redhead fapped. What is? F- Do you know? It's it's fapped. it's oh, fapped. Fapped. I thought fapped. you said fapped. fapped. I know, right? No, I'm no, like, no, all right, all right. No. For several hours uh-huh. to deal with mice, uh, but it's 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 it's, it's a it's a plural with with, with mice. With yeah, I mean, I understand with, that mice is yes, the pl- mice. plural yes, version, yes. but like I put an s with, on it to deal with. Yeah. Snakes. Snakes. That went mm-hmm. to the club. You know what? That's this is what I'm looking for to finish this. You did a good job of working your way through it, Jordan. It's not it's no nowhere close. Okay. But you did a good job of working your yes. way through it. Authorities cried for several hours to deal with co eds that screwed to the sound. <laughs> okay. Uh, Authorities cried for several hours to deal with Okay. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I you have I, classically told me not to try I, to make no, sense. No, I, I was, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you again. This is what I want. This is what I want. Uh, Jordan, you get second crack, and then we'll start uh, filling in some blanks. I'll go. I'll, I'll stick with man, man, arrested for several hours mm-hmm. to deal with, to deal with. Uh, Oh, I'm I'm loot that 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 S is throwing me up to deal with. I'll go I'll go with snakes again. Snakes that <laughs> you're, you're really in, 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 I'm tired in, of these mother snakes. effing snakes. To deal with snakes in that this mother effing finish this that went to to the bank. Okay, snakes that went to the bank. Yes. That's that's where <laughs> where else are snakes gonna go? Yeah, yeah. right in this economy. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, man screamed for several hours okay. to deal with chipmunks that burrowed to the foundation. Okay, give me a number one to five. Jordan, I'll let you start. Two. Two. Closed. Closed is the second word. The second word is closed. Go ahead. Store closed uh-huh. for several hours Yes. to deal with idiots that... Uh-huh. That went to the back. All right, Paul. So am I to assume that the first word that he said is wrong? It's not yeah, no, nothing. If something okay. was correct, I would okay. inform okay. you that it's anything right. was correct. You get any word right, I'm going to let you know. Bank closed for several hours to deal with. Back to them snakes, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Bank closed. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a, a, a very uh, popular song by Shaky Graves, Dear, uh, Dearly Departed, and uh, there's a line that goes out. No, no, this was in the Edward Sharp song. It's like, I was busy trying to charm them snakes, and it's all I can think of whenever we do this. Bank closed for several hours to deal with rioters that picketed to the front. Okay, give me a number one to four, Paul. Um... Four. It was uh, shaky guys. It was dealer departed. Four. Um, so the last one is yeah. what you're looking for. Uh, road. Road. And I'll let you start now. All right. Highway closed for several hours to deal with um, cows that herded to the road. Uh, highway is correct. Highway is correct, which you could probably uh, figure it out when the last one was road, but well done. You got something correct. Jordan. Highway closed for several hours to deal with alligators 
that co- that 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 cover that went to the road. All right, one more shot for you, Paul. Highway closed for several hours to deal with chickens that crossed to the road. Ah, yeah, but nice. uh, it's close, close, close. Nice shot, nice try. Final guess, Jordan. Highway closed for several hours to deal with mm-hmm. to to deal with yaks that trampled to the road. What if I told you it wasn't an animal? There was no animal related to this whatsoever. There was no animal involved that forced the highway closed. It instead was something that a truck was carrying that was what forced the highway to close. Hmm. Tampons. Not tampons. Highway closed for several hours to deal with potatoes that froze to the road. A truck carrying potatoes overturned on Interstate 94 near Albertville in Minnesota, which closed the freeway for several hours. It was so cold, 13 below in Albertville, the potatoes almost immediately froze to the roadway. The Minnesota Department of Transportation had to bring in special equipment to clean up the frozen taters. The Minnesota State Patrol says the crash involved two semi-trucks, one of which lost its load of potatoes, and some other motorists hit those potatoes and debris, disabling them. The crash happened on eastbound I-94. I'm just imagining the scene playing out, right? Like you're just driving down a highway, having yourself a day. You're thinking about where it is that you're going. Probably nowhere outdoors if it's 14 below zero in old Albertville, Minnesota. Wherever it is, you got a you got a meeting to get to, and all of a sudden you just see potatoes everywhere. They're just everywhere. I feel like we've lost our load of potatoes on this show today. I, I, that's very similar. Very similar to how things have gone. The potatoes are everywhere, but no big deal, right? They're just potatoes, right? Like it's it sucks, but they're just potatoes. That's all they are. They're just potatoes on the road. It's going to be awkward. You're going to be bumpy for a second, right? Like you want to make sure your alignment's okay after you get past the potatoes, but like life will go on. But then it's the potatoes that are now causing the accidents because they're frozen potatoes that can't be removed from the road. And now you're skidding off the potatoes and you're just it becomes it's like a scene out of a movie that occurs while you're on the highway in Albertville, Minnesota, something like that. You know, uh, I I had said uh, cows across the road or Mm -hmm. whatever. One day I, I joined a new gym briefly. I'm back in my old gym now, but I joined a gym briefly that was between here and home and I would have to take a certain road to get home and one day it was the Friday before Halloween I was driving home it was pouring down rain that day and I had to stop on the road because farmers were crossing an entire herd of cows well why not where, where else are they supposed to put their cows exactly they where were, the, the, where it was at this this place that they sell ice cream like they're like they, it's a dairy place that it's not out is it out by where I live because I this is a regular thing that happens in my life uh, my father-in-law lives right next to the Pregel creamery in northern Baltimore County, and that might be where what it, it is. Might, it might very Off well be of, the uh, like Manor Road or whatever. It's not far from Manor Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what it is. It's very Pregel Creamery. Pregel Creamery, and he lives literally right next door. And I'm not kidding. Like this has happened to us where we've been driving to his house, and not not like in all of them, but like one of the cows will have gone rogue and is just sort of hanging out in the middle of the road. And we're like, <laughs> all right. Also, when I was down in Georgia last summer visiting my uh, my grandfather before he passed away. I uh, I shared a picture. I was like, I tried to explain to people just how rural the part of Georgia is that uh, my grandfather lives in. 
Um, in order to work out that week, I had to find a gym that was literally 30 minutes away. Like that was the only place I was going to be able to go to get, get a workout in while I was down there. And one day as I was driving to where the gym was, there were two horny ass goats that were literally, and I took a picture of it because it was the most intimidating thing I've Is ever seen in my life. Is that scientific name, horny ass Yes, goats? that's 100% what they are. The, the one goat's in the middle of the road. The other goat is right on the edge of the road. And they're both like moving. And then they both look and turn and stare at me <laughs> as I have to stop in the middle of the road to figure out what the hell's going to go on with these horny ass <laughs> goats. I'm like, are they just going to get it on right in the middle of the road? And like, is this going to become a thing? Are they going to pick one of the sides to move to? Because... It, this is their town, man. <laughs> like, I got nothing. I got no standing whatsoever in where, Cochrane, Georgia, wherever the hell I was. There is nothing I'm going to be able to do about this. Whatever they choose to do, I'm working around their schedule, boss. Like, that's the way it's going to be because this is this is horny-ass Goatville. Like, this is they where I am They just force you to watch. And you, yep, 100%. If that's what they choose, then we, I got to wait for them to finish up. I don't know I don't know how long goat coitus normally goes, but if they had chosen to perform right there in the middle of the road, then I would have had to have waited it out until they were no longer uh, being relational is the way that that would have had to have gone. All right, that was our finish this for today. We had to do this a little bit earlier on, as I mentioned, because of uh, his schedule as uh, he has become a significant player for the Capital City Go-Go, but an opportunity to catch up with the former Loyola star Pat Spencer right here on GCR. Man, it's always a pleasure welcoming our next guest back to the show. You know, in my role of doing play-by-play for lacrosse over at Loyola, I got to see a lot of gems from this dude. And uh, he's dropping some gems now with the Capital City Go-Go. You've been seeing his highlights, some thunderous dunks, some threes from the logo. He's averaging double digits. He is the great Pat Spencer. He's back with us now here on GCR. Pat, it's Glenn. What's going on, man? How are you? Glenn, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. It's always great to catch up with you, man. How how good have you been feeling, you know, being on the floor now recently and showing people in this country um, what it is that you're all about and, and why it is that you should probably be at the highest level at this point? Yeah, you know, it's been a great, uh, good start for me. Um, you know, we've had a couple guys go down with some, some injuries and some COVID-related stuff, so um, I've had an opportunity to really get on the floor and, and make the most of my opportunities, so um, I'm enjoying it. You know, going into this, I knew it was going to be quite the journey, and, and it has been, and um, I'm enjoying every step of the way so far. Hey, hey, Pat, when you plan this out for yourself, and I know you you know, you constantly are thinking about things, but, like, when you plan this out for yourself, do, do you feel good about where you are on the path to reaching that ultimate goal of playing in the NBA? Do you feel like you've taken the steps and you've, you've checked the boxes that you wanted to check when you set out on this path? Yeah, 100%. And like I said, I, I knew it was going to be quite the journey. So, um, you know, my path is obviously a little bit unique, and uh, <laughs> I knew there were going to be some, some hurdles to overcome, and, and there still are some um, in front of me right now. But that's what I signed up for, you know. And so um, I'm excited about each step of the process, and um, it was no different than, than my journey in lacrosse. I know from the outside looking in, it probably looked like lacrosse was, was an, an easy cakewalk for me as well. But um, it wasn't, you know, the recruiting process wasn't fun for me in, in that regard and, um, no different than basketball. I'm going to, I'm going to have to earn my stripes and, and I'm willing to do that. I love, I love the, uh, the process and the grind and, and getting through it all. A little unique, by the way, is maybe the understatement of the century. Pat Spencer, <laughs> Pat Spencer with us on GCR, uh, being able to do it, uh, so close to home, man, you know, and, and, and I know I, I get to see your mom. I've done some basketball games this year and, 
Uh, she always makes sure to say hi at lacrosse games. Being able to do it with having family, friends, being able to come to games. How unique has that been? How special has that been for you after a couple of years away? Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. Um, you know, Northwestern, they were able to get to quite a few games, but it's not the same um, as far as not having the grandparents and, and aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody coming as well. So um, that was a huge part of part of trying to get back home in front of the family. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to Tommy here in D.C., Tommy Shepard and, and Amber Nichols for giving me an opportunity to stay local and uh, and get after it with the Wizards organization. And Obviously, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to have my family local and, and even check out my brother's games and, and have them come to my games, et cetera. So, I, I know you, um, you've been up been a few working. times. Yeah, that's been really cool, the way that that's worked yeah. out, that you've been able to get up. Uh, boy, that was a tough one the other night, man. Jeez, that was rough. But other than that, it's been yeah. a really good season for him. Yeah, exactly. We'll sweep that one under the rug, hopefully come back to it, come playoff time. and then, uh, It happens, yep. Yeah. It, it happens. happens, no doubt. Pat Spencer is with us here on GCR. He's with the Capital City Go-Go. Um, Pat, you know, so you, I, look, I, I know you, you know, you're a critic. I understand all of that. What do you think right now is still the biggest difference in, in playing against, you know, you got teammates that are, are NBA guys. Uh, you're going up against guys that are NBA guys. What's still the thing for you that you're most, you think is most significant in your own game. That's the biggest difference between where you are and where you want to be, to be at the NBA level. Yeah, I think just becoming a consistent playmaker and and, uh, and shot maker. Um, I'm shooting the ball, honestly, pretty well right now. Um, but it, it's something I'm gonna just have to keep up. You know, I think for me, my role at the next level is probably gonna be in a reserve role and being somebody that they can trust and come in, take care of the basketball, make plays for other guys around me, and, and lock up defensively. So, you know, I'm, I'm realistic with myself. I'm not gonna come in and, and be an NBA All Star. Um, but I think I have a lot to bring to the table at the next level. And I think, you know, what, what those guys up top are looking for is somebody who's going to be able to be trustworthy, um, take care of the basketball, make the right plays. And then obviously, you know, the rest of my game will take care of itself. Do you still deal with like people that look at you and you're like, eh, yeah, no, you know, like, do you still deal with that where in games, like maybe somebody shakes their head, they're like, I, I can't believe this six, three white kid is this good at basketball. Like, do you still deal with any of that? It's... Uh, I think if they don't do their homework on the scout, yeah, I think a dunk or two will catch them off guard. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, I, um, you know, everyone at this level prepares so well. So sure. you're not really taken by surprise by too much. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of guys that don't do their homework and then uh, are probably caught a little bit off guard. <laughs> People get so excited when they see you dunk. I, like, okay, so I'll tell you the truth. I'll see your name flying around or people will tag me in a tweet and I'll be thinking, like, it's just going to be this most amazing dunk I've ever seen. It's a fairly routine dunk, and I realize people still yeah. think it's amazing just that you're capable of dunking. I'm like, no, I've seen it before. Like, I know he can do it. Yeah, and honestly, my, my teammates from time to time as well, you know, I'll do a dunk in warm-up or something. And, um, you know, I mean, if you, have, if you haven't seen me play or haven't seen, seen that side of my game, then you probably are a little bit caught off guard, and rightfully so, I would be too. Right, that's fair. Right, that's a fair point. Yeah. Obviously, not guys that look like you don't always end up being the guys that are throwing home Most dunks. Of the time, yeah. yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, uh, Pat, you mentioned obviously your brother. We were talking about the game the other night. Do, do you guys get to um, you know go up against each other? Do you get to get together at all? I know the schedules are kind of crazy for everybody. Do, do you get to spend any time working out together as you're so close to each other right now? Yeah, I mean, over the, over the break we did. Um, we were fortunate enough this year to have probably four or five days together over the break. So, um, you know, in years past when I was at Northwestern or, um, you know, he's, he's on campus, they've had games. I think COVID has allowed us to at least spend a little bit more time together um, at home. And so, 
Yeah, we, we have some good battles. Yeah. I was going to say, do. right? Like, you, you guys don't hold back at all, do you, when you go up against each other? No, no, we say it. I mean, when, when we're competing against each other, we pretty much kill each other. But when we're, uh, <laughs> after that, we're, we're each other's biggest fans. Of course, of course. But that's the nature, that's the rule of being brothers, right? Like, that's the way it's exactly. supposed to be. Yeah. You got to make each other better. Do you, okay, so, uh, like, after, do you, do you hassle them at all when you get to a game? Do you give him crap from like the stands? Does he give you crap, or do you shut up until the game is over? And when we're playing against each other, no, no, no. I mean, when you go going? when you go watch one of each other's games, like does he does he try to get your attention and say like, hey, Pat, you screwed up here? Or do you give him crap about something he does in a game, or do you leave that alone while the game's actually going on? Uh, it depends. We normally we normally get fired up for each other for the most part. Um, we do talk a little bit of smack. Uh, if anybody knows this, they know that we do talk a little bit, but uh, it's not personal. Um, but we'll talk, and then obviously, I mean, I think from a from a coaching standpoint, you know, it's easier to see some things from the sideline from time to time too. So, yeah, we definitely give each other's pointers if if uh, if we have a second in the game. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I think we're we're just there for support and just uh, to fire each other up. You can go check Pat Spencer out. Uh, get down and see a game. The Capital City Go Go are home tomorrow night against the Windy City Bulls at the Entertainment and Sports Arena down in D.C. You can go check them out. Then he's with us here on GCR. Um, uh, Pat, I feel like there might be like an ultimate two sports star competition going on right now between you and Jared Bernhardt. Um, did you get to see anything he did on the football field this season? And and like did. Is there any pride for you in like seeing another dude that is is living out his own dreams despite being so good at another sport? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Jared. I did not get a chance to watch his football all this year, but I did keep up with it a little bit. Um, my mom is is on the social media side of things, so she would send me some uh, some clips or some some stuff that he was doing this year. So um, yeah, you know what? I'm proud of Jared. I think he's he's a really good kid. I, I only got to meet him at the Tourton right um, thing my senior year, but um, Super great family, super great kid, and uh, you know, obviously, I think he was he was chasing his dream too, and um, did a heck of a job. So, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> not yeah, easy. No, I'm I'm uh, rooting for him no matter what he does. I think he's a really good dude. Not a ton of guys that can say they've won national championships in multiple sports, man. Like, yeah, right. It's a it's a crazy kind of thing. Um, you know, do you as far as long term is concerned, right? Like, it, it, are you able to just sort of focus the grind? Hey, I'll take a day at a time. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to panic about when I might get the call. Are you able to keep things that compartmentalized? Or do you start feeling like a clock? Hey, man, I want to be here at this point. I, w- I want to be in this place. No, I mean, obviously I have goals for myself. But, um, but no, there's no ticking time bomb in my head. I, I think for me, it's, it's just staying the course. Um, you know, early on in the year, I'll be honest, I was a little frustrated with, with my role and, and the playing time. And that's a part of the journey as well. So, um, unfortunately it took a couple guys getting a little bit banged up for me to get an opportunity, but, uh, that's, that's a part of sports. You know, when someone goes down, you got to come in and make the most of your minutes. I feel like I've done that here. Yeah. Um, earn the trust of, of the staff and, and my teammates and, and the people in the front office. And so, um, it's a day by day thing for me. I, I knew it wasn't going to be a sprint. It's going to be a marathon for me. So, um, I'm all in on it. And, and plus when you're showing off that Steph Curry range, tell me about that three from the logo. Like, <laughs> okay. If you uh, take, if you take 10 of those, how many of those are you hitting? Oh, uh, I, I definitely have the range, but I, it's definitely not a shot that I I would pull up. Um, you know, more <laughs> not a shot that I'm looking to shoot often. Um, <laughs> but the shot clock was winding down. I had to yeah, get I get up. it. I mean, it was exactly uh, what you had to do, and that's where the ball was was tipped, right? It, it bounced yeah. out. You had to just toss one up, and and it looked 
boy, dude, it looked pure. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely have have the range. It didn't feel like I was chucking it, but um, probably not the ideal shot unless you've got a Steph Curry green light. Yeah, that dude is allowed to shoot from you know Uzbekistan, right? Like that dude exactly. can shoot from wherever he wants. <laughs> Pat Spencer, man, it's it's so great to see you killing it, man. I'm so excited for you. You you mentioned your mom's uh, on social media. Do you remain social media free at this point in your life? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. Um, you know, I've had some people urge me to get back on there, but uh, for me personally, it's just it's just not my thing. I enjoy the. Uh, the basketball side of things, and I enjoy just getting to come in and work every day, and, and that's kind of where my head's at. Hey, bro, I'm jealous, man. It's a cesspool. I wish I could get off that place, but you know, <laughs> it's the nature of the business. Pat, uh, so happy for you, dude. It's it's awesome to see you kill it. Can't, you. can't wait till we're having the next conversation about uh, you getting to that level and living out that dream, man. Congratulations. Let's talk again real soon, all right? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's Pat Spencer. Love that dude. It's uh, always been a joy to watch him play. You know, for me, it was a joy to watch him watch him uh, play lacrosse and to call those games and to him just see him do things that other human beings couldn't possibly do. It's funny. He says like, "Hey, it wasn't. I, maybe sometimes you thought it was easy. It was never that easy. Well, it made he made it look really easy. He made the absurd look extraordinarily easy. Um, and and I'm happy for him, right? Like, you know, I'd, I'd love to still watch him play lacrosse because he's you know, a brilliant lacrosse player. But he's a guy, he's a kid who had a dream, and he wanted to pursue that dream, and, and he's showing why it was warranted for him to pursue that dream. So I'm extraordinarily happy for him. Uh, Brian, I think we already know that the answer is going to be no. Brian wanted me to quiz the two of you as to if you knew why it was that the uh, Wizards G League team is called the Go-Go, considering Paul didn't even know that it Paul screwed up and called them the Go Go's, um, as if they were an '80s uh, a girl band. <laughs> I've never heard. Um, I mean, I mean, I've heard of like a whiskey a go go. I don't oh know what it means. God. All right, look, I'm not. Do you have any idea, uh, Jordan? Okay, I, this does not bother me as much as the counties thing bothers me, like because it's a DC thing. I like, named a fair amount of counties actually. <sighs> not as many as you know, because you're a geographical wizard. Because it's the state we live in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> because I know a thing or two about the state where we live. I'd bet that you're I'm in the minority. I'm not asking you to. No, no. If that's by the way, if I am, it's a very sad. That's not an okay. Well, no, everybody else is stupid too. Like <laughs> it doesn't like, mean oh, you're we're stupid. Just, it means we're you're just ignorant. Idiot. There's just, a difference oh, between stupid you. and ignorant. We're just living in idiocracy now, so we're just going all in. We're all going to start putting. Difference between stupid and start and putting Brondo on the plants here pretty soon because it has what uh, plants crave. Crave. No, it has nothing to do with Belinda Carlisle or um, or Gina Shock or anybody from the Go. I didn't think it had anything to do with that. If that makes any, if that helps you. Uh, Go Go music is very historic in D.C. It's a well-known. It's sort of an offshoot of jazz. It's funk more than anything else. Chuck Brown is considered the godfather of Go Go. If you watch the uh, Scott Van Pelt program. He had, I think, Trombone Shorty redo the Sports Center Open in Go Go style because they moved the show to DC. I am aware go-go of Go Go music, music, and I is... assumed it had something to do with that. Well, then why didn't you say that when I asked the question? I didn't, Paul. Want, I didn't want you to have. I don't want to have you call me stupid again. Well, I didn't call you stupid. He kind of did. No, I, <laughs> I, I, something we should. I, I, I am not again. It's a DC thing. It's not in any way. It's a Baltimore thing. This is the mistake that other people make when like. They try to make Baltimore and D.C. one market, and they're like, oh, we'll come here and do a go-go. I'm like, Baltimore's not a go-go place. Like, we, we know of it. We know of it. And we, we frankly, go-go music is very enjoyable, so we might enjoy it. And, like, they're actually going to do a, 
a go-go party as part of the CIAA, but it's not a Baltimore thing. When I hear go-go, I think of like a sock hop. It's not, it's not that. Very much not that. Definitely not that at all. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not that at all. Uh, <laughs> do you know what mumbo sauce is? No. It's another. Do you? Do you? Yeah. It's a very another very popular DC thing. These are DC. These are very associated with the district. Ah, and I go-go live in go the music. Baltimore I'm area. not, and that's why I said this one doesn't make me mad. The cat, the the counties thing, very mad. <laughs> very mad that people don't know the counties in the state where they live, particularly if they've lived there forever. Like I don't know the, all of the counties. I know I lived in Maricopa County in Arizona. I know there was a Penal County. I know a few other counties, but I lived there for two years, and I lived there. Damn near 20 years ago at this point, right? Like, I if you live somewhere forever, I would like to think that at some point you would have come across the counties in the state where you live. Just doesn't seem like I'm asking all that much, but things are apparently a bridge too far in this establishment. There's <laughs> a whole thing that's going on. So, no, I figured, uh, Brian Powell, that that would be the answer that I would get when uh, when we posed that question would be that the, the answer would be no. But again, because it's a D.C. thing, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at you for not knowing D.C. things. That's a different place. It's not like I would be mad if you didn't know things that were more uh, Baltimore-centric, right? Like I would be mad if uh, someone here, you know, didn't understand what duck pin bowling was. If someone here was like, well, what, I, I don't know the difference. Uh, I'm, I'm just kid- I'm kidding. I swear I'm to God. Don't, don't do this to me. Do not do this. Significantly harder than actual bowling. Um. Yeah, it's definitely harder. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you get a third ball though, so I mean, like they, they, under, they understand that it's harder. Um. I I would be. It, it's it's you not knowing about in other cities. Like, eh, you know, at some point, not coming across it seems odd. You know, but like, not anger. I'm not gonna be angry about that. Like, I don't know everything that they're interested in in Kansas City. I know they enjoy barbecue a great deal. Like, I'm familiar with some uh, Jack Stacks and. Oklahoma Joe's, but I don't know everything that they're into in Kansas City. I don't know everything they're into in, in Portland, Oregon, other than, than weird beards. Like, I know that they love weird beards in Portland, Oregon. I don't know anything else. So if I can say this, I, I saw Brian Powell's um, tweet while I was transcribing. Yes. And it made me think, the re- the actual reason why I didn't say something music-related is because it made me think, well, isn't it obvious that Go-Go is like Go-Go music? Maybe it's something different that I don't know of. Yeah, but the, the, again, if you if you knew Go Go, you'd know it's it's, in t- it's entirely based in DC. Like Go Go music literally only exists in DC. Like I'm not saying it didn't. Go Go music and, and DC are are hand in hand. Like they literally walk. It is, it is. I I don't think anybody in Providence, Rhode Island, has a clue what Go Go music is. Mm. It is a DC thing. So why the capital city, the G League team in D.C. would be called the Go-Go. If you know Go-Go music, you should know it's associated with D.C. And that should, should put two and two together and, and get four. But I look, man, again, I said, I'm not mad about this one. It's a D.C. thing. I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad about it. People, people that I, like everybody in Philadelphia calls everything a John, right? It's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I mean, get two of those Johns, right? Like this is what they say, right? Two of my best friends are from Philly. And and if you go to Milwaukee and you say the word John, nobody's gonna know. I ain't mad at you that you're in Baltimore and you wouldn't know a John. Like I, 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 I spent most of my life not understanding. Like I would hear that term, like what the f are they saying, right? Until I found it literally out. Mean, it literally means anything. anything, essentially, right? They just yeah. use anything as a John, a thing. They replace the word thing with John, right? Like I mean, it, anything is a. John. So, um, you know, I, I ain't mad at you because it's another city's deal. But the county's thing still bothers me. It's not going to stop bothering me. Come back in. Get the, get the young Utes tidbit, tubit to wrap it up for the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com from all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. It's another cold winter here in Baltimore, but this time there's no hot stove to warm you up. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and while there may be no activity in the world of baseball, I'll still be here every week with my co-host Zach Goodman to give you all the latest in the CBA negotiations as teams look to get back on the field in time for spring training. You can watch us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports and listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the latest in baseball coverage right here on The Bataround. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, winding down for a Friday edition of GCR. It's about that time. Oh, oh, it's stumbling to the finish line. Uh, it's Young Utes. Lil Jordan is here. Young Utes is brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, the best of issue, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all, pressboxonline.com slash bestof. Justin Tucker, Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year, on the cover. Go get it now before it's gone, this print issue of Pressbox. What you got for us? So Kanye West. I'm recent. out. Move on. 
just dropped a song called Easy. In the song, he quotes, God saved me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Ah, good. And Good. And so... Everything ev- about this seems very healthy. Yes. Very and, healthy. And so ev- everyone, everyone was going off about it on social media, and then Pete Davidson hired extra security. Well... And then I, I gotta be honest with you. If I was Pete Davidson, probably when I started talking to Kim Kardashian, I would have been hiring yeah. some extra security. And, like, and so there, there was an interview with Pete Davidson, and Pete was like, he he apparently thinks the whole situation is hilarious, and he thinks the whole tabloid drama with him, the Kardashians, and Kanye is hilarious. But and, this is, and, and he loves the attention. Okay, but under, these, none of these are stable people. Like, yeah, that's part yeah, of what the problem yeah. of what we're dealing with here. Oh, absolutely. Pete Davidson is a very clearly not stable person. And I don't, I'm not trying to make a joke about it. Like, he's, he's been very open about his stability issues in his life. It stems from, you know, losing his father at a young age. I think everybody knows that the, his father died on 9-11. Like, um, Pete's David, Pete Davidson is a very unstable person. Frankly, a lot of people would say that's a lot of, a lot of the great artists are. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm split as to how great of an artist Pete Davidson is because when he's funny, man, he's really yeah. funny. Like, he is unbelievable. When he's funny, he's on. There are other times where, like, they try to use him as a character on SNL, yeah. and he's just sort of like, meh. You yeah. know, like, yeah, he's exactly. just, it's just not working, right? Um, I thought, I, I, when King of Staten Island came out, it came out at a really good time where we were all desperate for something, mm-hmm. like, because we had been in the pandemic for months at that point, and, like, the summer was kind of, like, we, we were used to going to see summer blockbusters in the movie. We just wanted something. Give us something to watch. In all, I thought it was okay. I thought it was sweeter than it was funny. I think people might famously remember I ended up getting into a, a, a Twitter beef with Judd Apatow. It was a very random, uh, I wrote about it at Pressbox. Um, he, he screwed up in writing a particular scene, and he had uh, Bill Burr say that um, Roger Staubach went to West Point. And I just I, I said something very throwaway about it, right? Like on Twitter, I was like, boy, that's a pretty big miss. And somehow somebody – like it, Judd Apatow ended up getting tagged, and then he started going in on me. <laughs> and he was like, Bill Burr's character is supposed to be a blowhard, man. Like he's supposed to – um, you know, get things wrong and all that. And I'm like, yeah, except for everything else he said in his soliloquy was correct. That was the only thing he got wrong in the entire soliloquy. So, like, it didn't present that way. It didn't come off as he was a blowhard that just got a bunch of stuff wrong. It just came off as not being written correctly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care, and I love your films. But, like, you know, this one just was a mistake. And he was mad at me. Like, he was mad. And he was going, it was a so whole. you're not going to any premieres anytime. I don't today. think so. But it ended up being, like, he finally, act, uh, like, he finally tapped out. And he's like, look, Glenn's right. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm better at making a Judd Apatow movie than Judd Apatow is. <laughs> like, I was so excited about it. And he ended up being very nice um, at the time. It was right before Mo passed away. And Jeremy was trying to raise money to get Mo a new bed. And so I was like, hey, dude, I know you think I'm a, I'm a jackass, but would you retweet this and try to get people to donate money? And he did. And it was very nice of uh, Judd Apatow to do that, despite the fact that he and I had been going after each other for a little while. I, I liked King of Staten Island, but it was more pleasant than it was a comedy classic, right? Like, it was, it had funny moments, but it was more a cute story with some funny moments than it was a brilliant comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, on the whole, I think Pete Davidson is a talented artist. I think that he has played 
a lot more into being Pete Davidson at times than into his art. And this all comes off as like, I need to be Pete Davidson. Yeah. I need to be famous guy. I need all of these things. And look, if he's genuinely in love with King Kardashian, God bless you. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm certainly not. You find love however you find it, man. Like, you yeah. know, I, I don't, I ain't judging in any way. But like, none of this seems healthy. Oh, none of yeah, this seems not. like it seems very unhealthy. Yeah. All of it. But like, Kanye West is an extraordinarily unhealthy person. Yeah. Who's who used to be a brilliant artist, and and that, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm so tapped out now that like, yeah. if somebody was trying to tell me that some of his new music actually, w- like, there there are people that would try to sell you. I listened to some of Donda. It's fine. It ain't. Yeah. You know, it's not earth shattering he genuinely believes himself to be a genius because he's unstable because yeah. he's not a he's stable Antonio Brown. uh it's worse it's it's he, he it's hanging. more in, in a way it's more dangerous than that right because like he really thinks that he is burdened with the curse of being a genius and like has to do all these insane things because he genuinely believes he's a genius and like he's talented there's no question he's talented and by the way is First few albums, man, like were insane. Were as good as you know in any area of hip hop, man. Like his first few albums were were brilliant, and then he got into the part that a lot of people do, where he started making noise and like saying, "Well, it's my art, right?" And because we were all so far up his ass, we we kept. Tra- it's like what I said about the last Taylor Swift record. The last Taylor Swift record was not a good album, but we named it Album of the Year at the Grammys because we're not capable of saying that a person that's made so much good music for so long maybe made a bad album. Right, like maybe made one that was a miss, and we did that with Kanye West. We just kept saying because he had made so many good ones, we kept saying it was all good when it stopped being good at some point. It started being kind of meh, and then you know he kind of went crazy, and like that's all of this is very unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. And well, another for number two. Oh, we're on the number two. Another unhealthy celebrity relationship is Machine Gun Kelly. And Megan Fox. You say unhealthy. Well, actually, this is about the ring. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. this this is not okay. That's a little weird. And so he gave Megan Fox a ring where the bands inside are thorns. Uh huh. What's weird about that? So anytime she takes it off, right, she's just cutting her whole finger open. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why that. Why is that weird? Yeah. Why is that weird? What's what's weird about that? I don't know. I mean, like that's 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 love. Didn't you hear they drank each other's blood when they got engaged? That's called love, man. We're just all doing it wrong. I hate admitting that. Like on on the flip side, Machine Gun Kelly made terrible music and then put out a rock record that was pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. That had some bang. Like he was the worst musician on the face of the planet. Absolutely. Like had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Then it was like, let me try to make a rock record, and we're like, man, nobody actually makes rock music anymore, and this is actually kind of yeah, okay. He was, good. He was like, great as Tommy Lee. What's that? He was great as Tommy as Tommy Lee. Is that already out? The um the movie on Netflix is it's um the Motley Crue movie. Oh, I never yeah. watched the, that the, one. The Dirt. I'm, the, I'm, oh, it's I'm, very I'm good. The, he plays I'm, Tommy I'm the, Lee. The Pam, the Pam and Tommy. Oh, I mean, he's not Tommy. Uh, Sebastian Stan is Tommy Lee in the. the there's a there's a, a Hulu Pam and Tommy that uh, Seth Rogen did, mm. and it's a series, and I think it's about to come out. I don't think it's out yet, and I want to say Lily Allen is Pamela Anderson. Pam and uh, uh, when does that start? I am very excited about the Pam and I never watched the Motley Crue thing. I never watched uh, it, that. I've, I've watched it twice, and um, you're really into that. It, wow. It, well, it, it was like a year and a half apart, but Machine yeah. Gun Kelly plays 
Ooh, Tommy starts, Lee, and he's very good. February. This is why we need a TV reviewer on the show. I want a TV guy for the show. We need that's. I'm putting you on. I need a, a legit, DJ Cool on the TV. DJ, DJ Cool is very important. I want a a, a a fairly regular. It doesn't have to be every week, but like as things warrant. Like I I want us to be. I, I was in the car the other day with uh, John Colson, the most worshipful grandmaster here at Pressbox, and we we're having a conversation about what radio gets wrong. And I'm like, there's certain. Th- I, I, you couldn't. I, we were having. You know what this all sprung from was the conversation that I had the morning that they announced that the Orioles were going to BAL, and I was just like, I don't understand teams wanting to line up with political talk stations mm-hmm. because the, if you're on a station where they're talking about Nancy Pelosi, I don't care if you like her, hate her, whatever it is, I'm not listening. I don't care about Nancy Pelosi, and the majority of us don't. We just don't. It's not, and we're not do that in an ignorant way. It's that we don't want to turn. Be, that's not. It doesn't entertain us. There are there are tent poles about what radio should do, and we were talking about this in the car, and I was like, doing movie reviews when movies come out. There's a tent pole thing that radio should do, and then I got me thinking about that. I'm like, we should do that stuff. Like, I know we're not a radio show anymore, but like, we should go back to doing that type of stuff, and maybe not during football season because football's so important. But like, there ain't gonna be football season for a while, and right Who now, knows about baseball. That's a fair point too. And right now, like with Ozark and with the, the Pam and Tommy show starts in two weeks. I want to talk about the Pam and Tommy show with somebody because I'm really excited about it. Like the best content right now is the TV, co- the TV content because it's all the streaming services, right? Like that's where the best content's coming from. So I want to get a regular TV reviewer in the mix. I want it to be somebody that we can create a relationship with, be friendly with, reach out to when relevant, talk about these things. I want that to be the case. So I want to prioritize that because I think it's something that we should do more frequently. I'm not opposed to doing movies again, but like basically movies are just Marvel movies now, right? Like yeah. it's really all movies are, correct? Yeah. Like it's pretty, just pretty much. It's Marvel movies. Disney still puts out a big thing every now and then. There, there like, was a new Bond movie. Yeah, but like that it's <laughs> yeah. that, right? Like I don't it's think there. I don't yeah. think people are all that interested in like the indie Picture. Yeah, nah. Like I, I just I think that the movies thing is kind of dead. Unfortunately, I think it's more about TV now. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Was... Um, he's a psycho, right? Yes. Like, but he's but he's definitely found out that being a psycho is getting him getting him attention. Whereas, oh, absolutely. You know, whatever he was doing before was not. Um, I, I don't. Megan Fox, by the way, still has a major fastball. I thought Megan Fox was old. Megan Fox has been around for so long. Like when I found she was only thirty five, I was like, holy crap! How is that possible? And she's like she looks like she's twenty five. Obviously, yeah. she looks unbelievable. But like, I feel like I've been thinking about Megan Fox since I was eighteen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it just feels like Megan Fox has been a part of a ubiquitous part of my life for that long. She's only thirty five years old. She looks amazing. She should look amazing. She's only thirty five years old, right? Like, of course she's gonna look amazing at thirty five. Um, God bless again. Whatever these these psycho people and whatever it is they're doing, they get an attention. It's succeeding. Um, make good rock songs. That's all I want from you. That's that's what I care about. Yes, it's the 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 bit with the rings is insane. I don't even. Do we know for sure that it's real though, or is it just something that he says to get attention? So that's the other part of all of these stories. I think it's very possible they're just things, or they're exaggerated. Like there might be a thorn. I don't think it's like her finger's actually gonna like cut open if she takes her ring off. He said, "Beneath the same branches we fell in love under, I brought her back to ask her to marry me. I know tradition is one ring, but I designed it with Stephen Webster to be two. The emerald her birthstone and the diamond my birthstone set on two magnetic bands of thorns that draw together as two halves of the same soul, forming the obscure heart that is our love. Well written." I'm in. 
I, I got nothing to say. I have nothing to say how, about any of that. How much yeah. of this is just for show, and how much of this? That's is what that's real. what we're talking about. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's I, don't, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. And it doesn't. Whatever. They're getting the attention that they want. We're we're giving it to yeah. them. So God good, bless. Good for them. Right? Like, Being I, in love. Yeah. If they're actually in love, then good for them. I'm I'm happy. You know, crazy kids falling in love. Yeah. You know, and so. The, the make another my ex that my, my ex's best friend was a good song i enjoyed that yes. song yes it's a, it's it's a phenomenal it's a, song it's a I good liked tune. It. i like i don't it. know about phenomenal but it's a good I, song it's i listen good to it song. while i work out okay all right good song. Fair and last one so listen to some go-go get in on yes. get in on that yes a 555.55 carat black diamond from space is going up on auction Wait, this what? week it's what? It is. But what does it mean from space? They, like they, they think it was formed on an asteroid, and then the asteroid crashed into Earth, and they recovered it from there, and they like. This it sounds back. like it's a. Um, who's behind this? So the the rare. Gem, I think we're gonna make ourselves an asteroid yeah, diamond the, to sell online. That's what they the, say on the home shop. Yeah, yeah right. Like, the, come on, man. The rare gem dubbed the Enigma. Is believed to have come from outer space, either created from a well, when meteoric. When you say believed to, we we got to be able to. Yeah. You're selling a space diamond. You better be able to prove that it's a space diamond. And they're selling it for six point eight million. Well, that's I mean, the, if it's a real space diamond, I get it. And so they say it's from a meteor impact or from a diamond-bearing asteroid that collided with Earth. And it's it's an extremely rare occurrence. Uh, it's being exhibited in Dubai and L.A. They said it's 2.6 billion years old. Yeah, two thir- 3.8 billion years. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, I mean, and it has trace amounts of nitrogen and hydrogen elements found in space. You're telling me I couldn't just go find... Like some, a rock that looks like that. You tell oh, me I couldn't oh, just go uh, find you, one and create. You can't just go down one of those create, shops on the boardwalk. Create a hell of a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you tell like me you, I wouldn't be capable of doing that. Like I'm pretty sure it came from an asteroid. And oh yeah, you better get in on this right now. It'll it'll cure you of your. You, you don't have to get vaccinated for COVID if you rub this rock, right? Like some, you tell me I can't pull that gems off. Type stuff. Hell yeah, man! It's the opal. I'm getting in on yeah. this this opal. It makes Kevin uh, Garnett yeah. feel like he can play better at basketball. God, man, this seems. This seems a bit much. Yeah. This really seems a bit much, man. I don't know. I got a lot of questions about yeah. it, but you know, not knocking anybody else's hustle, bro. You can you get six point eight million dollars, you get six point eight yeah. million dollars, man. There's no doubt. I yes? saw something. The 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 billions of years old thing made me think of something that I saw. It has nothing to do with gems. It has to do with, dino- right. with dinosaurs. Okay. So we went and saw the dinosaurs at the fairgrounds last week. The uh, T Rex. We became extinct 65 million years ago. The Stegosaurus became extinct 135. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, yeah, million years ago, which means that the Stegosaurus was more ancient to the T Rex than the T Rex is to us. Well, that is quite fascinating. That is quite fascinating. Also, George Washington uh, uh, had no idea that dinosaurs were ever a single thing because they were fossils were first found after he was president. So George, our, our very first president, had no idea dinosaurs. Did you know what go-go music was? <laughs> was he uh, I believe he's the founder <laughs> of go-go music. All right, thank you, thank you, uh, Jordan. Very good. That's young youths. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, the seasonal menu with the comfort food classics available. The center cut sirloin with the grilled shrimp, the grilled meatloaf, the house made meatloaf. Oh man, of course the. Smoky thigh wings with the Alabama barbecue sauce. I highly recommend 
Oh, and the grilled cheese, the short rib grilled cheese, that is. It's also good. GloryDaysGrill.com. Get your order in right now. All right. Derrick Henry is set to return to action on Saturday after last playing I in a game. I have heard of him. On October 31st when he broke his foot and was lost for the regular season. At the time of his injury, Henry was leading the NFL with 937 rushing yards. He was also leading the NFL in carries with 219 through eight games after leading the league in that category each of the previous two seasons. In fact, the Titans rode their workhorse so much that he was on pace to shatter the NFL record of 416 carries in a season. Hey, by the way, I I put in my pro football record. I'm still a member of the Pro Football Writers Association. I I do nothing with it. It's just I want to support the people that, you know, like it, it matters to. So they asked everybody to put in their votes for their um, like all NFL and they're all and you had to vote for two running backs on your all NFL team and I thought about it for a while and ultimately obviously Jonathan Taylor was of course the first one Derrick Henry was my second one oh he's a like beast, at the yeah. end of the day I was yeah. just like look I know other guys had good years and I get it that Derrick Henry got hurt and but like man when he played. He had like five straight games over 130 yards. It was, it yards was just badass and insane. I just yeah. couldn't. I, I was like, I, you know, somebody, somebody probably. If I don't know who tabulates him, Chris Pike is runs. If Chris Pike is reading these, probably like, is really voting for Derrick Henry? Yeah, ultimately, I think Derrick Henry was the second best running back in the NFL this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and, I and he, would, he probably would have been the best if he hadn't gotten hurt. Correct. Um, but yeah, so he's on pace. The, the NFL record for carries in the season is 416. Even without the extra 17th game, if Derrick Henry had stayed healthy, he would have shattered the record by at least 20. Uh, if going based on how many carries he had the first eight. Uh, five running backs in NFL history have tallied 400 or more carries in a season. Who are they? And I'm going to give you a hint because you could announce, you could just pick running backs all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, only one of these players is in the Hall of Fame and none are active. Okay. LaDainian Tomlinson? No. He caught, he caught a lot of balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, only one player in the Hall of Fame. None are active. Emmett mm-hmm. Smith? No. Uh, B- uh, Barry Sanders. No. Uh, O.J. Simpson. No. Not a Jew. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Martin. No. Thurman Thomas. No. John Riggins. No. Jerome Bettis. No. Franco Harris. No. Terrell Davis. Mm-mm. Marshall Falk. Mm-mm. He caught a lot of balls. Frank Gore. No. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, mm-hmm. 404 in 1986. So the rest of them are not Hall of Famers. Correct. He is fourth. And none of them are active. None of them are active. All righty, then. AP? Technically, he, he played this season. Yeah, he wants yeah. to play next year, too, he well, I'm sure he does, but he did. Um, Frank Gore's not in the Hall of Fame yet. He's not. Oh, but it would have worked. It would have worked. Priest Holmes. No. Jamal Charles. No. You were close with each of the last two. Another Chiefs. Uh, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson is the all-time record holder, 416 carries in, two, oh, I, in 2006. I did not know that. I learned something today. Okay, Sean Alexander. No. Uh, uh, Eddie George. Eddie George, 403 in 2000. I'm surprised he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he averaged under four yards carry in his career. Uh, uh, Fred Taylor. No. Uh, Clinton Portis. No. Corey Dillon. No. Ricky Waters. Mm -mm. Jamal Lewis. Again, you're close. I'm I'm close with Jamal Lewis? You have mentioned two Jamals. But oh, Jamal Anderson? Jamal, Jamal Anderson? Jamal Anderson. The four, Dirty Bird? Uh, 410 in know, 1998. You guys don't know this, but I was friends with Jamal Anderson in Arizona. He lived in Arizona after his playing career. Oh, yeah? To the point where one... This this is a wild story. Um, Jamal came on the show... I don't even know why. Jamal used to come on my show out there almost weekly. Like, we just... We connected through somebody else. 
And he wasn't doing anything, so he was like, yeah, I'll come on the show. We'll talk some football or whatever. And one day, he called in, and he was like, you know who I'm working out with right now? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, uh, the actor Josh Dumel. And I was like, or Duhamel, whatever the hell his name is. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. That's right. It's like, you know who his girlfriend is? And I'm like, no. It's like, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He's like, after the show, come over, hang out. I'm like, really? He's like, <laughs> yes. I went over and I hung out with, with Jamal Anderson and, and Fergie. Fergie and, and Josh awesome. Newman. And they were very cool. They were very That's nice. That's awesome. Pe- they were very nice people, right? So the year uh, the Black Eyed Peas played the Super Bowl halftime show, which, of course, in hindsight, one of the worst and mm-hmm. one of the least deserving. Like, it's a shame because before, before there was a time when the Black Eyed Peas were really good. Yeah. And, and yeah. nobody knows that of a certain age because you know of the Fergie era Black Eyed Peas. But, like, before that, they were a really good hip-hop group. Like, they were a, a legitimate hip-hop act. Oh, she was brought that, in. Like, she was brought in well after they had been established to, like, turn them into a pop act. Oh. Um, and that's when, like, they had those huge hits, and that's why they did the Super Bowl halftime. So wherever we were, it was Dallas when they did the Super Bowl halftime, I think. Um, and, like, they would stroll the halftime performers through Radio Row to do one interview on the NFL Network set, which was in the middle of Radio Row. So it would literally like bring through, and it would become this mob scene. They'd be like, and now Madonna is wandering through. Like one of the biggest stars on the planet is wandering through a bunch of sports radio idiots, you know, from Tyler, Texas. Like every small market radio station's dopes are, uh, they're traipsing this massive mega celebrity through this sea. And so it would create panda effing monium. Like it would create people falling all over each other. Like, climbing just to try to get a picture of this incredibly famous person that's walking by, right? So they traipse the black eyed peas through and remember that the the I've talked about the Dallas Super Bowl. They had a snowstorm that week. It crippled the town, right? And and it just became sort of hysteria. And when when Drew and I would do the Super Bowl, we would literally do we would sit on each other's shows. So after he and I split up and I was doing afternoons, he was doing mornings, we would do the there's the morning show and then we would stay and then he would sit in on my show so we were working 12 hour days every day just in this room and we would get a little delirious because you wouldn't leave the and especially this week because of the snowstorm you wouldn't leave the hotel like that in in dallas our hotel was where the convention center was so you weren't walking outside like you were just you would just start like getting and you're drinking a lot like you would just start getting a little delirious after a while and so for some reason when everybody's freaking out about the Black Eyed Peas, I'm like, we're on, we're doing a show at the time. I'm like, why is everybody losing their minds? And then I realize it's because they strolled the Black Eyed Peas through. And I'm saying on the air, I'm like, you guys don't know this, but I've actually like hung out with Fergie before. And um, they're all like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm somebody. There was somebody relevant. I want to say like, like Jerome Bettis was sitting at the table as we're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I hung out with Fergie once. And they're like, that's not because remember at the moment they were the biggest stars. Like they were yeah. doing the Super Bowl halftime. And I'm like, no, it's le- legit. Like, I really did. And so they're like, we don't believe you. And so she finishes the interview. And I'm in the middle of doing a show. I just stand up. I'm like, Fergie! Fergie! Hi! Do you remember hanging out with me and Jamal Anderson in Arizona? And I swear to God, she looks over and she's like, oh, hey! And she, like, gives a wave. And everybody's freaking the F out. <laughs> and, like, there's a thousand people between us. Like, it's just this mob scene of a room. But everybody's like, 
oh my god, you really know Fergie? And I'm like, well, I don't know her. I'm not overselling this story. I happened to hang out with her and Josh Dumel one time when they were working out with Jamal Anderson and Phoenix. That's the extent of the story. But she looked over and she legitimately was like, and I said, she's like, oh yeah, Jamal Anderson, yeah, in Arizona. I'm like, holy crap. And like everybody in the building. So now I'm thinking, well, this is great. They'll come over and like she's going to, we're going to land this huge star is going to come over. Nope. <laughs> Am no. I now going to be tasked with trying to get Fergie on this show? No, I got, I got, I got. Then she was very nice. I, I don't want to say anything. She was extraordinarily nice. The day that, I mean, I, she, they, the two of them could not have been nicer people. It was a really neat experience. I was very young. It was a really cool thing that I got to do, go hang out with them. Um, but like, I really thought that like, she was going to walk over to the table and she was like, hey, it's good to see you. And then, gone and i'm like right right she's fergie she's not doing that that's not and going to happen through all of this jamal anderson never mentioned once at the time he was the nfl single season carries i had no holder. idea i had no idea is that do we get the whole list you have one more i don't think you're gonna get it it happened in 1984 for a lot of these guys it was like that was their one big year yeah i don't uh, 1984, 1984, but didn't uh, Timmy Anderson? No, Otis Anderson. No, nope. uh, he would have been a little bit later. Uh, it's not a Hall of Fame. No, go go ahead. James Wilder. Oh, okay, I mean I, I mean I, I'm not gonna tell you much about you. Tampa Bay, right? Uh, that I don't. I didn't look at the team. I think he played his entire career in Tampa Bay. He might have played somewhere else, but I think he played most of his career in Tampa Bay. All right, very good. Uh, tubular. Let's get totally tubular for the weekend. Tubular is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. That's where we're going to be on Sunday for the Rams-Buccaneers game. Come join myself, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. Great giveaways. Uh, opportunity for you to win some money. This is going to be an awesome day. If you still have more questions about betting, be an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more. We're going to have so much fun. Come join us, Live Casino and Hotel, in the FanDuel Sportsbook this Sunday, 3 o'clock, for the Rams-Buccaneers game. Here's what's coming up this weekend, totally tubular. Uh, Maryland plays tonight, and no Kofi Coburn tonight for Illinois, so, you know, maybe it could be interesting. Probably not. 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1 for Illinois and Maryland. Tomorrow, uh, the playoff games, Bengals-Titans, 4.30 on CBS, 49ers-Packers, 8.15 on Fox Army-Navy hoops tomorrow, uh, the women's game at 11 a.m., and then the men at 1.30. Both are on CBS Sports Network, which is very cool. Loyola hosts American tomorrow at 2. Uh, you want to get out and see the Greyhounds. It's also on ESPN+. Plus. Maine and UMBC at 1 on ESPN3. Big game for Towson tomorrow. Uh, we were talking about that earlier with Bruce. Uh, they take on UNC Wilmington, 2 o'clock on Flow Hoops. Go see. I was there last night, and it just really bummed me out. By the like, I forgot. I was I was challenging Jordan before the show. He reminded me the students are still on break. I was like, there were no students there. Like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, they're they're on break. Oh, so so I'm the a hole, is what you're saying. But still, in general, I feel like there should be a big, bigger crowd because they are playing really well. Uh, Morgan's at home tomorrow at four against Howard, and Coppins at Norfolk State at six tomorrow. On Sunday, the playoff games, of course, Rams-Buccaneers, 3 o'clock. Come down to the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino Hotel. It's on NBC otherwise. CBS for Bills Chiefs at 6.30. The Maryland women host Northwestern at 1 on Sunday on Big Ten Network. Plus, everything else, Australian Open coverage throughout the weekend on uh, ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. You'll find it all at glennclarkradio.com. Obviously, Ozark is the headliner for non-sports. That's, real, that, that's really all you need to know about Friday is that Ozark. 
Um, it's out. Part one of se- the, the final season is part, available Part right one of season Netflix. four is available now on Netflix. I'm worried because I've heard people say, because of the way they do it, like it's a lot of build up, and you don't get the payoff, right? Like that, that, that what what's out right now? Like I get it. That's typically how Ozark works. There's a lot of sort of dragging out, building up, and if you're only getting half of the season right now, it might leave you with sort of like a, I don't know, a taste of like I want more. You know what I mean? I'm worried about that. That's the whole that. point. I get it, but I, you're not getting more, and then you're getting yeah. pissed off because of it. Yeah. Um, on HBO Max, back on the record, Bob Costa season two premiere is tonight. Um, tomorrow, sure. uh, Saturday Night Live, Will Forte, and is it Main Skin? Is that? I don't. I think it's Maniskin. Maniskin. I think that's what it's supposed Will to be. Will Forte and Maniskin. We were talking about them yesterday. They're yeah. very good. I like them a great deal. Yeah. I just don't know how to pronounce your name. I don't really. Uh, they're on we'll Saturday learn, Night Live. We'll learn tomorrow night. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, AMC The Walking Dead Origins. It's Daryl's story. Uh, at nine o'clock, and then you have um, Euphoria at nine. The Righteous Gemstones at ten. That's the um, that's the one that matters on HBO. And well, well, hang on, Euphoria might matter now that I've been informed of certain things. And then on Paramount Plus, uh, eighteen eighty three episode five. All right, very good. Uh, Jordan, remind everybody your social. Twitter at SchwartzbergJS and Instagram at jschwartzberg one. All right, very good. Thanks to uh, everybody. Uh, thanks to uh, oh, today. Thanks to Bruce Billick. Thanks to Pat Spencer. And thanks also to Bruce Cunningham. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Um, the bat around tomorrow. What's coming up? Uh, we're going to have Kobe Perez on to talk about the Orioles international signing. Very tomorrow. good. Very good. Of course, uh, that's, that's what he does for the Orioles. That's mm-hmm. his area. Um, all right. And that's tomorrow, 10 to noon, with Paul and Zach. On Monday, Jeremy Kahn, Stuff and Things. Thanks to every oh uh, Jalen Smith is going to join us on Monday, correct? Yes, very good. Looking forward to that. He's uh, having quite the season for the Phoenix Suns. Bet they feel a, feel a little silly about not picking up his option. Bet they feel a little silly about that. All right. Um, thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Exxon Mobil, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Uh, go all the area college hoops teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. See it. Live casino and hotel on Sunday.